0: It is Wednesday, my dudes.
1: This is how I win. This is no democracy. It
2: is
0: a
1: dictatorship.
2: Hate, hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate. Double hate. Load entirely. You're out of order. You're out of order. Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you. I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch, He's finally gone! Oh my god. He
3: could've like, he could've like I left. I made Jack
4: Pinchot
3: disappear. <laughs> um I'm real honest with you guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready for the series to be over. <laughs> and that's nothing yeah, but- for me too. that's me nothing too. for everybody else. Um ten weeks a lot. Um ten weeks a lot when one you work with somebody outside of this. On other projects, and the other one is your producer for the show, and we have to go round each. Other. We don't normally argue as much as we do when we're doing the show. Uh, so we've been picking. I've been I, at least I have. I've been picking fights over the last week. So we're um, ready to be done. Um, and then there's Bar and Jack. Um, so next week, just a heads up for everybody: we are doing a recap special. We will go through the personal one hundred. We will grant a winner. Special guest Kirk Kolakowski will return to the show. He has a lot of hot takes. Um, not even hot takes, correct takes, I would say. He messaged me yes, last week and was very upset with me. He claims that I let somebody off the hook um, last week and he, that shouldn't have happened. Okay. But I, I want to just to defend myself. There's been a person on this panel that has committed like mass homicide. And the other person possibly stole my car. It's really hard to yell at the person that stole my car when the other person's slaughtering people week after week, okay? Um, So that's why maybe I was a little light. Uh, He's picking, I sent him the top 100 of everybody's. He's picking, like, the most egregious and, like, I'm going to let you just have it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Even though he brought up Last Stand on um, uh, yesterday's logged it, Oh, holy shit, Jack. Um, which is crazy. Um, following that, we're in normal YLS. Um, na- the first week, we're doing sports moments. The week after, I believe, we are doing bracket. So if you still have characters, send them in. I'm going to decide on those, and I still have some funny characters to bring. Um <laughs> Uh, that's not, that's still up in the air. That's happening. This is happening. Uh, they have a panel pick. They'll do it when they want. Then we'll do a draft. I also have another draft topic that I'm not draft topic. Um, uh, bracket that I want to do is, uh, most annoying things this community does. Um, it's, uh, so if you have like a number one,
0: the face boatman just made,
3: uh, (laughs) uh, 10 to 20 uh, of those things, send them to me. I'm going to bracket them out. Uh, Like, number one, one of the ones that I've always found the most frustrating, this this community does, is when they rate a movie I really like low, but they don't put anything on it, so I can't reply to it. (laughs) It makes me mad. Uh, Watching some movies on two times speed, yeah. Uh, Other things like that. Um, But yeah, if you have them, come up with them, uh, talking them between questions. All those things are possible. Uh, Cole, how are you doing tonight? Are you going to win tonight?
0: Uh, I'm not winning, um, but I'm definitely not last.
2: You're definitely not last?
0: Definitely not last. I'm also ready for this to be done. (laughs) Bar. You.
3: Third place, King. Uh, also, also in a new movie. I that's don't right. Know if I can go watch it. It's out, Creed.
2: isn't it?
3: Yeah, the it's Creed out right Joke- now. The Creed jokes can stop. He is in another film. Um, you
0: can actually like really see him in
3: this. One.
2: <laughs> so, when I saw yeah.
3: the when I saw the picture, I said, "Oh man, that guy looks just like Andrew Barr." I didn't read anything, and I was like, "Oh wait, that is Andrew." Um, so that's really cool. Um, how are you going to do tonight? Are you going to win tonight? Is there a chance that you win the final episode?
5: I think that there's a chance, but I know that I'm probably up against deep competition, considering it's the top 10. Um, But I'm confident that I'm not going to come in last. That's fair. Bowman, um, you're
3: a competitive kind of jack-off, if we're going to be honest.
2: Yeah. Um,
3: You like to win. Um, When you lose, you're not very happy. Um, Do you think you can win tonight? Can you close off the... Thing. Do you think you have a top 10 to compete against all top
4: 10s? I I don't know about all top 10, but I think I've got a solid top 10. I think I've got a solid top 10. And be sure to watch uh, Andrew Barr in and the Rebel Wilson-Anne Hathaway classic, The Hustle. <laughs> Yikes. Um, first,
0: don't Jack, I, Jack
4: I just
3: I want to... Don't watch um, The Hustle! <laughs> Jack, um, you ran last week. Like a chicken... Like, like, you ran <laughs> You claim to be sick. You did something really weird. No one else got to see this, but we all got to see this. Yeah. You were sick, but you sat backstage this entire time, cammed on, yelled, screamed, cussed at people, but you couldn't have been on the show. So, before we talk about how you're going to do this week, because let me tell you, I know how you're going to do this week. I don't care about that. Can you please, for the people that missed it, can you please tell us why Sean Astin deserved to be 11th all time on Best Actors, Best Acting Performances?
5: Five bucks
1: as you can. You're muted
3: too. Muted. Which is probably the best because that's probably the best I, words you could use.
1: Thing. I could explain myself, but no explanation I could possibly give would satisfy uh, anyone. So I'm just going to say no.
2: Ch-ch-caw.
0: So No, no, no. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Respect. He knows he's going down with the ship, and he's gonna do it with <laughs> uh, dignity. Kirk will
3: not be happy with your answers. Just to let you know, um, because he told me to. He won. He's one that told me to make you answer for it, and I agreed with him. Um, all right, we're on it. There's been some yikes. We'll see where it goes. There's maybe not been brought up at all. We'll see where we all in. We're gonna do this show without announcing. We're just gonna one at a time go around. Uh, so Cole's gonna start with his ten, say it, talk about it. Did go to bar, we're not gonna do the 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 thing. So oh, okay. Top ten. All time acting performances. Yep. This is where everybody will die. Yep. Koho, what is your um, number my
0: number, 10 of all my, time? my number ten is a very recent edition. It's Andrew J's bar and hustle. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, no, it's it's actually Al Pacino and Justice for all. Um uh Al Pacino and Justice for right. all, I think is is my favorite of his like this is the Pacino classic era. This is when everyone's like, this is the greatest decade for Pacino, and I agree. Uh, but this to me is the crowning achievement of it, and he does it right at the end. Um, I think he does a lot in this performance where he he gets to be really frightened, uh, which you don't see Pacino do a lot. You never really see him in a state of actual terror like he is in the helicopter ride with fucking the judge. Um, but you also get, I think, some of the best angry Pacino moments of his career. Like when he just lets his just lets it all out in that courtroom. It's in our intro for a reason. Like when he's just screaming, you know, you're out of order, you're out of order. It's like the like explosion of this like movie's worth of him taking a bunch of bullshit and being angry and like depressed right. and scared and like all this, and it all bottles out this way. I think Injustice for All is a like, brilliant performance
2: from Virginia. Uh,
0: I had this also at number 38.
5: Um, I think that Koho's right about uh, his performance, um, but the scene that I always go back to is at the parking garage. When his uh, his partner essentially gets one of his clients thrown in jail like wrongfully, um, and he just freaks. It, it's it's like the snap moment that leads to all of the other snap moments later on down the line. Uh, and it's just such a great moment of acting in that uh, in that scene. Um, no one else had this right.
3: Uh, Me and Bowman talk about this acting acting class a lot. Um, It's probably one of the strongest of all time. Um, This is probably my third favorite Pacino performance of all time. If I had to actually rank them out, I think this is number three. I would probably put Michael Corleone combined, I guess, as the acting performance. Um, And then I would do Irishman, and then I would probably do this. I um, well. I could do either one, uh, but Uh-oh. yeah, What? go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'm with you. The parking garage scene is the scene that always stands out because he gets a lot of class for the, you're out of order. You're out of order. This whole, this is, that's fine and all, but when he trusts the other guy to help him out basically, and then get correct me if I'm wrong and I'm trying to ruin it, but the, the client takes his life, life right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and he like throws the briefcase and like is pissed like you see the actual like what are you because he's basically having to defend the guy that clearly is guilty of this and his p- person that he's trying to get off has no business being there. But and they won't they won't see him through it because the judge is the reason he's in this situation, the one he has to defend. It's this crazy story which I absolutely love. But his mm-hmm. anger and his his rage that he shows, and like even his calm stuff, he is like, oh, what's the actor's name that comes over to his apartment? Um,
2: Lee Strasberg?
4: Huh? Lee Strasberg? Sure. I guess the, the, the back one that from throws God, the plates. The guy
3: from The Godfather Part II. The one that throws the plates. That's Jeffrey Tambor.
5: Did. Jeffrey oh.
3: Tambor. When Jeffrey Tambor comes out and he goes, I, I got this guy off, I defended him to him. And he, and he did it. Like, he, he, I got him off, and he, like, committed. And you see Pacino's, like, face being defense lawyers are, like, one of the hardest things to do. I love the performance. I love the pick. Ten is definitely worthy of it. Two people did not have this pick, interesting enough. Um, Jack, you didn't see this movie yet, have you? Okay, we'll move on from there. Bowman, a little, little surprise. We've talked about this year. You have a lot of classic clicks. Is this an oversight, or did you just not consider? I I
4: think it was honestly just the fact that I... <laughs> <laughs> Fair, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I I think it's just the fact of I think there are Pacino This is a great like fiery Pacino performance. It's fantastic. There are just performances that I think even are more of a twist on the formula for me that I like more um and that—that's more what it is. But this is a fantastic performance, an excellent nomination. He's seventies Pacino is just unmatched. Like I—I I think that honestly, like, don't get me wrong, seventies De Niro or seventies Nicholson are both great, and I think they had better careers onward. But honestly, seventies Pacino might just be one of the great runs of all time. It's like just bangers performances. I don't know how I'll
3: do it, but I want to do a topic where you pick like the of the decade, and like you just uh, like that's your person from that decade. I think it'd be an interesting. You just do concept.
0: the you pick the decades, and then you pick one
3: person to represent the decade.
2: I like, I really
3: but but, but like in a draft format, that might work yeah. like as draft. Like ooh, mm-hmm. I like that because you have to pick one from each era, but you pick the person.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So you pick a classic. Ah, that's coming. That's coming. See that's now, you,
0: now you now you see how we do
3: it live, people. <laughs> That's me sitting in the back talking to Coho and Coho goes, let me see how this works logistically. I just throw things at the wall see what happens. Um, okay.
4: Uh, Bar.
5: My number 10 is the goat level actor himself, Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke.
4: And I had this lower.
5: Um, so Paul Newman in this movie is just effortless. Um Like, even in the opening scene when he's, like, decapitating all of those parking meters, (laughs) he's still really funny and he's got that, like, slide, like, charm to him. Um, But then you get the scenes, like, when he finds out that he's not allowed to go to his mother's funeral. And it's just heartbreaking. Um, And then you get, like, everything just, like, him essentially, like, having to act like he's been just beaten down and worn out and then just snap right back into escape mode. Um, and then at the, the scene at the end where it's just uh, absolutely gut-wrenching to watch, um, where he's kind of accepting his fate. Uh, it's just an effortless performance by one of my all-time favorite actors, and this is my favorite performance of his.
4: Yeah, uh, this is my favorite performance of Paul Newman as well. I had this at 43, and like, A, he's able to play the cool he is able to just be the most awesome guy in the room. And that's so great. And it's just fun to see that aspect of Newman. But also you do get those moments where that facade starts to break down and you really see past that. And it's such a layered performance. I think he is so fantastic here. There's there's so much he's doing here. It's It's an incredible performance. I'll talk a little more till Cody gets back. Uh, oh. <laughs> my
3: dog had to go outside. Yeah. I didn't want to shit in my house. Okay. Um, uh, what are we talking about? No, cool but, Hand Luke. Uh, <laughs> cool Hand Luke. Yeah. Um, this is one that got recommended to me by, I think, I think it was Kirk. Oh, fair. But you are the Newman guy, so it would have made sense. I think, I think it was him um yeah i was just about to bring that up. kirk just put it there um the plastic jesus is devastated that part this whole movie is something that i just i didn't know what to get what i was getting into um he's got such a layered performance he is one of those actors that i think is just acting was easy for him <laughs> the more you watch like he was able to play so many layers and in this movie he does um i've said it before i'll say it again i don't like eggs in general um this movie definitely didn't help with that case either um but yeah i think the ending um when he like has to like you know his fate's basically sealed at that point it's just it's a very complex performance i love the performance i think this is probably my favorite newman performance probably that i've seen there's probably some that i haven't seen but yeah um yeah absolutely Have either one of you guys seen this movie? I have not. It will help you if you haven't and not put it on your list. So Um, I'm sure this would have
0: made my list had I seen. This is yeah.
3: um, Oh, and by the way, I I walk in taking my dog outside. Uh, We're gonna move directors to a later time. uh, Character uh, actors from the decades, uh, we'll be moved in that spot. We're going to do that earlier than rather than later. I, I think the idea is so much fun, so can't wait. Um, I need five people.
4: Tell me if you want to be on.
3: Okay. Um, Um,
4: uh, okay. Bo, what's your 10? My 10 is Robert De Niro in raging bull.
5: And I had this earlier.
4: Yeah. Talk about, one of the ultimate, like, transformational performances of where a character starts and where a character ends up. Like, it's it's just a phenomenal transformation. The way he, you get, like, the start of just this fiery Jake LaMotta and how that facade just slowly kind of melts into the shell of his former self... I think is so fascinating. The physical transformation on both ends is obviously just impressive, but beyond that, he's doing so much like the scene where he's uh talking to Joe Pesci and asking if he slept with his wife is just one of the most like brilliant, fiery scenes ever. But then you, you get like, again, like when he's about to, you know, int- you go out on stage and that's like, just so pathetic in a way it's it's such a great performance uh De Niro is phenomenal here
5: yeah um no he's absolutely phenomenal um the, the scene that I always go to is the scene where he's in the jail cell and it, it's just the, the complete collapse uh of that moment where like everything that he's worked for but it, it just comes crashing down um and also the scene that I also really really connect to is when he's doing the on the waterfront scene in front of the mirror. Because you can see like the kind of person that he wishes he would he could be. And it's really kind of heartbreaking in that moment. Um but yeah, fantastic performance.
3: Um yeah, Ranging Bull, um uh, the only reason I think the only reason I first watched it was because of a debate. I didn't see it before. I wasn't like I was big in like 2010 Scorsese, like 2000 Scorsese, but I didn't really watch it. Um, and I've been people have told me hit or miss on the movie, but I think what everybody takes away is absolutely the performance. From um, because I mean, Jake Lamont he's not like a character like you really enjoy watching, like as a, as a person. Like he has a definite fault faults, and you're just not. But the range where he starts to where he finishes is probably one of the greatest arcs in movie history. Like, and that's on the back of De Niro
2: at that point
3: where he's able to achieve this guy that thinks he's like on top of the world to hit complete rock bottom. Like at the end, like correct me. It's been a little bit since I've seen the movie, but when he's like doing this, like he's on the stage and he's like doing the threat and like, he just is a shell of who he was at that point. Like he's, he's fat, he's overweight, like he's just mad, like he's just this character, and he's just like still living in his glory days. The best thing I've always described Jake Lomata is basically that that high school quarterback that you meet at a bar in twenty years and says, oh, "Man, remember state? That was the greatest." Like, bro, that was twenty years ago. Like, let's move on. Your glory days are gone. Him and him and how he interacts with P- Pesci and stuff. He's just one of the greatest performances of all time. This movie kind of got robbed too for all the time, like back then too. So, like, yeah, great, um, great, great choice. Two people did not have it. Have you seen it? Yes. You have? No. Oh, you haven't seen it?
0: Koho, have you seen it? Uh, I've seen Raging Bull. Um, I do like this performance. Um it didn't make my top 100 because I saw it like 2 weeks before I submitted the list and I didn't have a fully formed opinion on it with like in context of my full list to be fair maybe it was like a week but still have you ever, have you to
3: just question have you ever read any of your
0: reviews after you've posted them on Letterboxd <laughs> Uh you know only when they have more than five likes. Uh because I want to know what people thought was good.
3: Because my thing is you you form opinions very fast on
0: some of these this it's movies.
3: But just Raging Bull just couldn't you couldn't form an opinion that fast. Not not not, not an
0: opinion. It's it's find a placement on this list with other performances that I had already grown super attached. Troy Kotzer. What? Yeah, I, I've seen that performance four times now. I'm like very attached to Constantine. Your
4: Honor, may I ask the witness a question? Absolutely. But when I, would,
0: I would love you to actively eat a penis and don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, you can ask me the question and I will, I
3: will
4: pass it. Would the performance, in fact, make the top 100 now?
0: Uh, potentially. I haven't thought about it. Maybe. Probably.
5: Your Honor, isn't this Do the you... person who will rate movies halfway through the movie? Uh, this is uh, Your Honor, is this is
0: this Andrew James Barr who was rejected from the Creed three set early because they didn't know that he was in the last movie? <laughs> Irrelevant. That movie yeah, hasn't started Bo- filming I think yet. Boatman knows something that I it don't know filming. about this, so I'm just going to leave it alone with that. I'll just let it hey, Boatman, do you remember when you talked about you know so many wow. of these performances earlier? How do you feel specifically? Uh, about Sam Rockwell and three billboards again Do you think it's better than the Green Mile I believe is what you said about three billboards um, I believe you think Sam Rockwell is better than Michael Clark Duncan uh, By I have never said mods. that uh, Your Hold list on. reflects that actually Hold on
3: I want to read a review Live on call A well made movie about a real piece of shit He's I shit. get why De Niro Won for this Mm -hmm. I think Pesci is better. I do. I think
2: Pesci's great in that. Well, Pesci
0: didn't make your 100 either. Right, but Pesci was in like the 100 to 110 range.
3: Never going to win. Your Honor,
0: we rest Uh, our case. (laughs) Our case? Who is this we? You sat there and made an irrelevant point. You're about as relevant as a lawyer as Amber Heard's.
3: (laughs) Well... Thanks for bringing that up. All I'm gonna say is you shit the bed. Uh, no pun, maybe pun <laughs> intended. Uh, Jack, your ten.
1: Okay, my ten is Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. You're fucking weird. You're a fucking yeah. weird. Have you met me?
0: Whenever I think I got shot, Jack jumps to take the bullet.
1: You're welcome uh yeah no this performance is fantastic i don't care what anyone else thinks this performance is incredible the uh that opening scene alone is fantastic with uh with the the birth the whole long take uh her performance in that scene is fantastic but it's it's the little moments afterwards that she really shines in when she uh when she's at uh when she's at the store or when she goes to uh the doc uh the doctor to see why, uh, to see if they have any answers for what, why baby, uh, passed away. And for those that don't know, this movie is about a mother who loses her baby like moments after it's born. And, uh, her performance in this film is incredibly powerful. Uh, I love it so much, but the, uh, the, the other scene that really sticks out to me is, uh, when she, confronts uh, her mother, played by Ellen Burstyn, who's also fantastic. Uh, And the argument that ensues in that scene is it's emotionally taxing. I rewatched parts of this movie before the call, uh, because just to uh, kind of refresh Refresh a couple moments in it. And I it it, (laughs) it's incredible I, I i think this performance could have won best actress that year it's absolutely incredible and vanessa kirby's uh, i'm very excited for what she does next
4: um
3: this is a really weird time for me with this movie um did i like it no 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 didn't like it Um, not a fan um and I actually felt kind of vindicated um, because he's something I have a lot of respect for in this community. I like this person a lot. I would consider him one of my friends in this community. But Scott Harvey and me could be more <laughs> opposed on movies. Um, and he had this at three and a half stars, and I just felt completely vindicated. Like, it wasn't something he was glowing on. It something... This movie is very weird for me, and I know I'm not supposed to talk about the movie because I think her performance is fine. I think it's fine. Some people use phenomenal in reviews. Some people use like uh, amazing. Me, you put capital A acting at one point, which is la- kind of laughable. It's in your review. I'm reading it. Oh no, no, that was that was that was uh, that was Scott actually. Um, sorry, it was on his review. Um, I think. This first, like the first, is it first 40 minutes
2: of this movie
3: I enjoyed for the most part. And then I think it like goes right off a cliff, like in a fiery burning explosion. I don't know. It just, I was like engaged and like, okay. And then I couldn't care less. I don't know what happened. I think her performance is fine. Top 10 is absolutely laughable to me. I don't know. Again, and I don't, you're an enigma. You are a person that could walk around here, and again, this is this is this is not for you to respond to because I don't care. But you're a person that could like come up to me and tell me in the same breath that uh them let there be carnage is groundbreaking cinema, and then the next breath say, Hmm, have you watched a portrait of a lady on fire? You have no consistency in your film taste. I want you to be better. Um <laughs> What did he say? What did Scott just say? What was Scott's I did not say that. Did not say that at all. Your top one what? No. Um but yeah, uh again, we're gonna work on this project after the fact to make you actually a movie person that understands what movies is and stop watching Requiem or gem for from- Stream for forty-five times. Anybody seen this movie? Can anybody agree with me on like the 30, 40 minutes of this beginning? I'm really, I'm really stuck on this. Go ahead. My
4: no, my uh, my letterbox review is literally the first half hour is incredible, and the rest of this movie exists. Okay, and that, that's oh, that's no, how that's I feel cool. about this movie. Uh, I think Kirby's pretty good, actually, quite good. I think she deserved to be nominated that year. That's yeah. but. Top one hundred of all time is insane, and I think Jack just enjoys sniffing glue.
0: <laughs> I I almost completely agree with what Boatman said. I think that her first thirty minutes are like where the nomination comes from. I think she's very good in that segment, but yeah, I don't I don't love the movie, and I don't think she should be in the top five hundred performances. Have you seen this
3: bar? I'm guessing no. no. Oh, and um, yeah, Scott, like, yeah, you showed up with a, a machine gun. The rest of them showed up with, <laughs> like, oh, well, Super Soaker. There was no contest. So, yes, but yeah, you had some great movies. Like, I would well, I would hop on call and watch a few good men with you any
0: day. That sounds like a great time, not gonna
3: lie. Jack, I don't think I would watch movies with you ever again. Um, uh,
0: uh, okay, number nine. Um, my number nine, I believe this is where it ends now, is Jake Gyllenhaal in Nightcrawler. I had that earlier. Twenty. I had that earlier. Okay, so um, I, I had it, but I'll double check. Oh, I uh, did. This, I had that at
4: seventy-four.
0: This is a movie that um, I sort of I I'm always left really blown away when I watch it, and then like it, I like come back to it, and I'll like rediscover how much I like it all over again because I I have to give it a lot of time between watches because the movie's so unsettling. Uh, but I think Jill Hall, his performance is the thing that never leaves me when I talk about this movie, when I think about this movie, and it only gets better every time you watch it. Um, I think that he is just such a deeply unsettled character, and the way he plays that is super great. And I mean, like, people can be like, oh, yeah, the, the, he's a very creepy character, but is that, I think there's so much more to it. I think the way that he talks to people when he's trying to be likable and charming, and like the way that even that, you're like, you kind of like, when you first meet him, you're like, I think think I want you to succeed and the more you learn about him the more you're like oh fuck no I want to get as far away from you as possible um it's he's almost like a horror movie villain uh the more you watch this movie and I think that's just terrific um I think he I think Gyllenhaal is brilliant and should have been nominated and won in 2014 I had this at
1: 66 I had this in my 20s
0: I had this at 74 um yeah
1: uh this Performance is fantastic. Uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal just has like uh, feels like the character of Lou Bloom, uh, feels like uh, someone who,
2: <laughs> is,
1: what, <laughs> what, I don't know what was said. In the, in
0: Michael's the, just funny. making fun of me being hard on.
1: Oh, fair enough uh ignore the shadow Yeah, no, this this performance is fantastic. Every every scene is uh you you can't look away from him. The 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 mirror scene is fantastic, but it's the uh, moment where he uh breaks into the house after there's been like well, crime committed there, murder committed there. Uh and that scene is fantastic, but it's uh it's like this quiet uh, rage that he uh, he has un- underneath and it's horrifying he's absolutely a horror movie villain in like a, a crime movie it's it's a fantastic performance and easily should have won best actor that year but
5: um so <clears throat> the two scenes from this movie that i tend to gravitate towards the most um are the mirror scene as jack brought up which just like the intensity in his eyes is insane but the other one is the dinner scene with Rene Russo where he's just kind of explaining the deal but it's in a way that's just super unnerving um, and just drills anxiety into you Uh, it's a fantastic performance
4: this is one of the most uncanny performances of all time it's almost human it is. There's just everything that Hall is doing here is just slightly off. It's not like extremely off, but it's just slightly off. There is something that's just not quite right about it. And I think that's what makes it so great. You guys kind of already mentioned all the incredible scenes. Uh, the Rene Russo dinner scene is my personal favorite. He's incredible there.
3: Okay. Um on <laughs> re- <laughs> Um okay, on rewatch It kind of went down for me. Um I don't think this performance is this movie carries a lot of snub Like around it Like that's what ended up happening So like I After watching I'm like Oh my god yeah It's actually really good I didn't love it I didn't absolutely love it I wanted to There are parts I like. There's I guess the mirror scene The dinner scene Like those are great performances Overall I just don't And again It's the character sucks Like let's be real uh, I'll just clear this there It's his best X-Men uh, This is not the best X-Men Like Beast is uh, I'll stand by that um, anyways, um, uh, but yeah, uh, I didn't love the performance. I don't. I would not consider it top 10. I probably wouldn't even consider it top 50. Um, it would it'd be in my lower half if I was to put it on my list. I think he does a good job, but like, I, yeah, it just didn't live up to it, um, as Bridget would call it because we watched it with her on call. Gaslight uh, yes, like the movie. Um, that's basically what it is. It's, it's good, but it just doesn't. So maybe a little too overhyped. Um, uh, Everybody talked because everybody had it, so we know this is making the top 100 at this point. Um, All right, what's uh, Bars 9?
5: Yep. My number 9 is Jack Nicholson in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: That is a yikes.
5: My number 9
4: is Carl Mulden in On the Waterfront. I this is one of my favorite supporting performances of all time. I think that Carl Malden is like the to me like the definition of a supporting performance. He never really steals anything away except for one scene and I, it's one of my favorite scenes of all time. And it's it's when he's down on the dock and he they tell him you know and he's pointing out that we need to do something. If you're just staying quiet about this, it's going to keep happening. And someone throws it at him, throws a tomato at him, and says, "Go back to your church, father." And at the top of his lungs, he just says, "This is my church." And the whole speech he gives there is just a phenomenal scene. And throughout the whole movie, just the the way how in like the opening scenes or first few minutes he really realizes that he needs to stand up and do something and that by keeping quiet, he's the reason why this has started happening. And he's just trying to convince Terry to see it that way. And it's, it's such a a phenomenal performance. I love this performance so much. Again, that scene is just incredible. This is
3: the performance I was talking about when On the Waterfront came up. Um, I think Brando's really strong. Don't get me wrong. But I think Carl Malden is the best part of this movie for me. I love every scene he's in. I was going to bring it up. This is my church. Like, I love that part, like, so much. Because the rage that fills him. Um uh, yeah, it's just he is like it's a magnet when he was on screen like that. Uh, there are characters that have come and gone in film that I want more of. He, this is it. This is like I could have done the entire movie with him in this movie. I think he's absolutely incredible. Not saying Brando's not red, I would put it top 10, I don't know because I'm just fresh on. I watched it once, thought it was boring. Um, I'm a little coming off that. I still think it's a slow burn of a movie. I don't think it's as like qu- as quick as I would like it to be, maybe. Um, but his performance is absolutely incredible. Um, uh, this is crazy. We have 20 people watching. This probably our highest we've ever had. That's crazy. Okay, anyways. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, don't get me canceled, Jack. Uh, anybody else? Uh, so I'm going to go to Barr first. Barr, you had Brando. I think you're the only one with Brando. Yes. Is that correct? I believe so. So did Carl Malden like cross your mind? You have done this a few times this thing and is no shot at you. You've picked parts in movies, but you like pick the opposite of some people. So I'm just curious. Did Carl Malden cross your mind?
5: So remember that list I told you about of four performances that I regret forgetting to put on my list this is the third one um yeah th- this and by that i don't mean rank wise i mean just what we've covered so far um yeah i i don't know how i overthought and missed this one um because that yeah i they would be close i don't know which one i would p- put first but they'd be very close
3: you don't think God's on the waterfront. Oh, great. Okay. Um Jack, have you seen
1: On the Waterfront? Yes, I have. Fantastic Carl mm. Mal- Malden, probably my favorite performance in it. Uh, though Rando and Cobb are both great in it. Uh it's yeah, no, great pick.
0: Great. Shinus. Uh yeah, I I like Carl Malden a lot in this. I don't really Love on the waterfront as a movie, um, I it didn't grab me. Um, I think there's a lot of great performances. I think he's the best one in it. Um, I think that's a great scene. Um, I, I, I'm sure he was probably on my long list of 300 that I considered, but like, he just he didn't make my 100. Great performance though. Like, I think he's very good in it. Okay. I don't
3: want to tip my hat up who's doing really well, but we'll find out later. Um. Uh, Jack?
1: So, people uh, on this panel just a moment ago were talking about the best X-Men. Oh, God. Oh, Jack.
5: Oh, Oh, Jack. Say it.
1: Yeah. It's Hugh Jackman and Logan. Uh, This was a fantastic performance. Uh, Every... As someone who... Grew up with this uh, with this character and seeing uh, and following him on, on this on his journey the entire uh, the entire run and to have this be the final film for him uh, Hugh Jackman just threw everything into this performance everything uh, he uh, that there are some. Incredible moments. This uh, incredible moments uh, for him that uh, people don't really talk about. Uh, I know people say when it when they get to uh, the, the place in North Dakota, it takes a drop off. But I, I disagree there. I think he's great in th- those scenes. But it's the uh, it's the moments at the farm uh, as well, uh, especially when uh, especially. When they're having the the dinner with the family, that scene's fantastic. But every moment, especially especially the final scene in the forest uh, between him and Laura, is just beautiful. This is one of my all time favorite performances. Uh, for a reason, I, I Hugh Jackman is like the, these are the movies that really uh, along with like Lord of the Rings and and all all those other movies that I watch is get me, those are the movies that made me fall in love with movies and Jackman was at the center of it for me and this is a beautiful farewell to his character.
3: So uh, I can't claim this, but I would say if you pick the community, I would probably be one of the biggest
0: X-Men um, apologists out there. I, I would give you that title without, without much pushback from anyone else. Um,
3: uh, there's only one real X Men movie I can't stand and hate with a passion, um, and that was or that's X Men Origins. Um, they just didn't care for that movie at all. All the other ones I find some sort of joy and happiness in. Um, I would have picked the Broken Tree that he dies on um, before putting somebody else in the top 10. Um, I like Logan. I like Hugh Jackman as a character of Logan. I I, I, I salute him. I thank him for his service as being the Wolverine and carrying the mantle for as long as he did. I do not understand. I think this is weird. That he gets, Patrick Stewart and him both get credit for this movie more than any other movie because they were older than their other counterparts. So Wolverine just moves slower, so he's better. He's gets more injured, so he's better. He can die, so he's better. There's a female Wolverine, so she's bad. Like, there's just weird takes on this that I just don't stand behind that I think that he's great. He doesn't do anything different in this movie right here that he doesn't do in X-Men 1. I would argue that in X-Men 1, he is a more hurt, broken character than he is in Logan. God. Because he doesn't know who he is, he doesn't know where he's going, he doesn't know anything. This is just the end of his life, like we're going to the end of that point. I'm not saying it's a bad performance, but top ten is just incorrect. I remember this movie coming out and everybody was I guess, there's scenes that make it cool. But no one has ever described to me a moment in this movie that makes it go... He's unlocked something new in Logan that's Logans we haven't seen Logan do before. Logan is the most fleshed out character in probably comics history at this point in time because he's the only one that's carried the mantle for this long. Iron Man would be close, I would say. But like, own own their movies and own their... Like, he's been the star of every movie in the world of X-Men. He is the only X-Men. He's the X-Man because they don't have a team dynamic. It's Logan and a bunch of people with powers. So to have him fleshed out, I don't think he does anything else. Even in there's another movie, I won't bring it up, but he carries even some of the same rage from Logan to that movie. I think, I, I like I said this at the very beginning, I don't think Hugh Jackman's a great actor. I think Hugh Jackman, cooked Wolverine, and it kind of ruined the rest of his career because he has those same characteristics throughout everything now. And that's hard. That's what I see him as. I'm not saying it's it's just it's tainted. So I don't understand. Um, how, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know who the fuck you are. So to tell me I have a wrong taste. <laughs> welcome funny. to the community. I've done 150 of these. So if you'd like to come on the show, I'll shoot you down too. But I'm telling you, Bobby, well,
0: <laughs> <Avi>, run. <laughs> I I don't. Know. Are you are you done with your? Yeah, I'm or... done with my. Okay, I'm, just wanna uh, Okay, uh, I so I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll say top 10 asinine, not top 10 comic book movie performances, uh, not even let alone all time. Uh, but I will defend Jack slightly by saying that I understand why you would pick Logan to represent them all because it feels like the victory lap performance. Fair. Um, I, will I like him more in Days of Future Past than I do Logan because in Days of Future Past, he gets to play six different Logans at once in a way. Where, like, he's 70s Logan and he's future Logan, and then he's like torture Logan. Like, I think Daisy Future Past is like the full showcase of what he can do with that part. But I understand picking Logan to represent all the Wolverines. I think he is great in Logan. Don't get me wrong. I think he is very, very good in that performance. Um, I do think he is the best performance in his movie, but I also don't think anyone from this movie should have been in your top 100. If you'd put Jackman in your like 90 to 100 as like, I wanna represent like your favorite like movie superhero, sure. Um, But yeah, cannot back you up on on Logan in the top 10.
5: I love Hugh Jackman. I'm very happy for all of the, uh, you know, success that he's had. Um, Seems like a wonderful human being. This is kind of nuts.
0: Bar would pick all of his song and dance man performances over any of his low so
5: Absolutely. Except will pick for Le Miz.
0: No, I was going to say, Bar even puts his off-pitch singing in Le Miz. Like, he's horribly miscast Jean Valjean from Le Miz.
5: No. Uh, I have I, a
0: line. I, I... I Barr think thinks he's jackman's better no, than no, all of I, I do not get why people love this
4: performance. This is, this is good. This is, like, it's fine... I think if you're going to single out one performance in Logan, it's Patrick Stewart, and even then he should not have been nominated. Calm down, Internet.
0: Sorry you put boring ass Daniel Day-Lewis from Phantom Thread on your five. Uh, Anyway, uh, we're back to me. We're going to my eight. Uh, My number eight is Michael Fassbender and Steve Jobs. Now, all right, community. Let's take let's take a pause. Let's take a pregnant pause here for a second before you all come at me with the pitchforks and torches. I know I championed this movie pretty hard. First of all, blame Boatman. He's the first of all. You have two people to blame. Boatman told me to watch it. Tim Bracala gave me the access to watch it. Blame those two for getting me on Steve Jobs. Anyway, um, I think Michael Fassbender's performance in Steve Jobs is my favorite performance in a Sorcery movie. Uh, And I think that is like an unorthodox crazy take to say for most, but I go back to Steve Jobs and Fassbender is the square focus in a way that not many other Sorkin movies have like a square focused. This is the only character that we're putting a bunch of like shoveling of depth into. Um, And I love it. I think Fassbender has so many layers to what he's doing. The way he talks to like Wozniak is different from the way he talks to everyone else, to the way he talks to Joanna to uh, to when he talks to uh, Jeff Daniels, uh, Scully. Uh, when he, I think like the way he talks to Scully with a lot of hurt and pain in his voice in act two versus in act one where he talks to him like it's his dad. Like, I think there's a lot of like great subtle changes he makes to his performance through each phase of his life. Where, like, in the first one, he is just so intense and angry and like chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Um, and that comes out in the way he talks to Stuhlbarg where he has the where he's like, you have exactly like 18 seconds to make it say hello or it's your job. Um, and the way where he's like, uh, does anyone have a white shirt? My size, go to the lobby. I will give them a free computer uh, and stuff like that. Whereas like in act two, where he's a lot more bitter and hurt and resentful of the fame he's had uh, the way he talk- how he takes it out on Jeff Daniels. When he talks to Steve Wozniak at that one, and he's just like, "I," and he's like, I played the orchestra. Uh, you sit right there. You're the best in your row. Uh, and it just leads to, the, you know how condescending that is? Uh, and their giant or- like fight in the orchestra pit, I think, is a brilliant back and forth, mostly on Fastbender's performance. Down to the third and final act, where he is a remorseful old man um, and has sort of adjusted in age to sort of coming full circle. I think Fastbender plays three distinct versions of Jobs, but they all feel like the same person. And all of them feel super special as three different places in his life. Um, and I love each and every one of his interpretations, uh, the way he interacts with his daughter in all three also is a very, that's my favorite piece of acting he does is the way he interacts with each of, of the versions of his daughter. Um, and it's, it's great, especially at the end where he's like, of course I named the Lisa after you. The thing I told you in the first act, it's not even a real thing. Um, I just made it up and like, she's like, why would you do that? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I just, and like, I think that's just like great. I think that's phenomenal. Um, and also, Scully, that's not true. Uh, you know, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit, chat, you killed him. Who, wait, who, what, what are you mad at? Who's, who killed me? For what now?
2: What?
5: Start with, no, start with, no, not you. Start with Redshaw and then go to Patrick.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, Patrick. <laughs> wow, relax. Uh, <laughs> Wow! Relax. Yikes! Uh, I I'm the, not just that one. Um, or where did
4: you have this? Ninety-nine. That's right? Okay. You uh, go I have this, this at sixty-eight. Jack, did yeah. you have this? No. Okay. Jack does not have
0: this one.
4: No. Uh, this is sixty-eight. Uh, I I love the scenes with the daughter. My personal favorite stuff is all the Wozniak stuff. I I love the I play the orchestra scene. The I play the orchestra. Their back and forth here is just perfect. The way like that Jobs justifies his own existence is fantastic. And I just I love the three modes that we see of Jobs, because it is three different it's still there's obviously a through line, but really you are seeing this character at three different points, and those three points are are so fascinating the way they change. You know, one he's he's more bold and brash, and the other one he's kind of on his back feet and then in the last one he's more you know willing to concede and a little bit you know more humble though not entirely and I think those three modes are are fantastic so love love this performance
0: sp- sorry especially the part where he talks to his daughter in the second act and she's like let- talking the same thing over and over he's like why do you keep repeating yourself and mm-hmm. like the how that comes back in the third act I think that he just plays that part so well anyway anyway Bart.
5: Um so this was my 99 um It's a great performance, Uh, he's able to capture Jobs' speech and inflection um, without doing like an actual impersonation, which is a smart move on his behalf, Um, yeah, it's just a really strong performance.
0: You missed the part, Cody, where I said if you want to blame anyone for me finding this movie, you have to blame Boatman for uh, telling me about it and Timbercola for giving me access to watch it.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I wish I I wish I could find or understand why this movie is ranked so high for so many people. Um, I don't understand it for personally. Um, his performance is good, but I think Fastburner is just good in most things. If I'm gonna be honest yeah, with you, I don't think he's a bad. Eye. I think he's a really great actor. Um, I just I don't love the performance to a degree that you guys do. I think he's doing stuff. I think he's the best person to play Steve Jobs in the movie. If that helps, I don't know how. Hey, much listen it
0: helps. now, Ashton Kutcher. All right, let's 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 give him a little credit. He wasn't awful. No, he's
3: oh. he's great. <laughs> <brave. He's> <laughs> he ain't great um so again it's not offensive (laughs) i i I, sorry i shouldn't say that he has a lot of great moments in this movie he does he is doing a great job carrying the movie doing a lot of acting if i would ever put this it would be in my bottom like where bar had it i would not put it in the top 10 i just feel like that's overkill for me especially above justice for all i think that's just crazy to me um but I mean, I hey, big fan of I the see iPhone, Steve
0: Jobs. Hard, yeah,
3: big fan of the iPhone. Um, that's her. Um, okay, uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I did. I did watch Jobs. I rented it from a red box in 2013.
3: <laughs> He's really pissed that he had to watch it. normal I am, um, I
0: am, I am scarred by Josh Gad playing Steve Wozniak. Guys, it's stuck in
1: my brain.
2: <laughs> okay. Um,
1: oh, you're Megatroning. Clark?
2: Megaphone
5: is back. Cool. My number eight is Anne Bancroft in The Graduate. So... She was like in my 40s. So... She has to do a lot... With what is necessarily not as much in the movie. Um, she's a big part of the movie granted but after a little while she kind of disappears but her impact is still felt and reverberating throughout the entire movie um I love the control that she has towards the beginning um, especially her like that laugh she has when he asks if he's trying to seduce her it's just like the perfect laugh in that moment um, the scene at the hotel where she's basically calling him out as a virgin it's just so biting but the scene that lifted her up to number 8 for me is the hallway cause very few people can act with their eyes so emotionally and like just their eyes her in that hallway scene her eyes tell you literally everything in that moment about her as a character, about her in that moment, about, like, just everything she's going through. It is utterly like, breathtaking to watch this performance.
1: My 49. Will you have it at, vote?
4: I had this at 55, so you go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, and I echo everything uh, Bar just said. She's incredible in this film. Uh, the the that hotel room scene uh, is uh, is the one that uh, uh, stuck in my head probably longest out of her moments in the film. Uh, great great moment uh, for uh, great performance and yeah, absolutely incredible.
2: Yeah,
4: this was my fifty five fantastic performance. Uh, they kind of said everything. It's 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 a phenomenal performance the way she like uses she she kind of alludes to a lot of the the similar trauma from the past and that the way that kind of comes up within that performance is fantastic.
3: Um mid movie Spence um you have Fantasia at five stars so you want to talk about what mid is you need to realize what you're talking about. Um uh great uh it's in my top 100. I think Anne Baincroft is absolutely gives an insane performance throughout. I think she is like charming, but terrifying at the same time. I've talked about the hallway scene, of how much I love the hallway scene, and how much I think that's just one of the greatest like scenes in film history. Her performance is definitely one of the, be- the best standout from this movie. I would probably put it in the 50 range for me of her performance, but I can't fault you. I think Anne Baincroft is absolutely incredible. Uh, Bo,
0: I think it's your turn.
4: Yeah, uh, my number eight is Heath Ledger in The
0: Dark Knight. Yeah, by the way, Anne was close to making my list. Uh, she's great, anyway. Uh, Jack, you're eight.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, god. Oh, boy. It's a Delta, a portion of the radio empire.
5: Well, bye. Have fun being
1: dead. <laughs> Another one. What a okay, I'm sorry, but this performance is fantastic. Talk about Mid. Yeah. Sorry. I had something in my throat. Go ahead. You're gonna you're gonna let me speak or did, should I just throw over to Cody? To, you know, uh, go on? ahead. I, I was just clearing Honestly. my throat. <laughs> if you throw it over that'd, that'd be
4: great. I would say it time if we're being honest. Yeah, if we're
1: being honest. <laughs> and
0: Jack, go because Cody's not here. Okay
1: this performance is absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry that, that you don't, that people, or that that some people, I guess, have issues with uh, more subtle performances, but every look and every glance in this film is just perfect. Uh, Every, every moment between Heloise and Marianne is beautiful. And you, want so much uh for 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 them but you know that their uh their time together can't last and it's every moment uh with them it's a beautiful fleeting moment and it's i i love this movie so much i almost watched it again uh in preparation for this week but I watched it a few weeks ago uh, already, so uh, I chose not to. Uh, and I watched Booksmart last night, which is a new watch, Cody. So I did. A, I I didn't rewatch something last night. It was a new watch. So uh, you can you hadn't seen Booksmart? Yeah, I know. I was like the only Kingsman that hadn't seen it. Anyway, uh, yeah, absolutely beautiful performance. That final scene is one of my favorites. Uh, I'll, Kim. Thank you for recommending this movie to me. Uh, didn't you didn't think I'd like it? But oh hey, my gosh, it, it's in my top ten. It's a uh, it, it, fantastic film, and Adele Hanel is at the center of it, and one of my nice. favorite performances of all time.
3: Anybody else have this? <laughs> I have an honest question, and I do not mean to be offensive or disrespectful to anybody. But I need you to be able to articulate this to me. What does eyebrow girl number one do better than eyebrow girl number two to have one at 36 and one at eight?
1: Is this is this a question for me to answer or one you don't care about? Oh me? no, it's one
0: for me and Barr to answer on your behalf,
1: apparently. Oh, okay.
0: No, of course. I need to
3: know you. Like what if you love this movie to such a high degree, like you absolutely love this, and you absolutely love this performance to make it eighth all time. How does the other girl drop to 36? Wouldn't she because she's just as crucial to the story? Correct?
1: Yes. So
3: shouldn't she be nine?
1: No, not necessarily. I think. You're right, because you make no fucking sense. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I'm so confused. Like, I.
3: How Spence isn't at.
0: <laughs> Can I time out Spence for saying this was the best performance that someone had? And for saying you? that the graduate was mid. They also said the graduate no! was
3: mid. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: I believe in freedom of speech. <laughs> I believe in
0: freedom of speech for everyone, but Spence. Okay.
3: Besides, when you come in here and start like dropping like like Kingsman sexual references, I'm not a fan of that. But um, she's a lot better at staring. I guess that's true. I'm so confused by this. God. Um, was this close to anybody's
0: list? No, I Barcelona, still haven't the seen virus it. Mid. I don't care, Holson. I don't care. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh,
3: fuck, I hate, I hate being here. Okay, Um. <laughs> number seven, Koho.
0: My number seven uh, is Jim Carrey in Man on the Moon, which is brought up a lot longer. Uh, yeah, Jim Carrey I Man
4: in the 80s. Season. Can you actually do
3: me a favor for this pick? Yeah. Can you talk like Kaufman for the duration of explaining
0: my life, <laughs> do, you, do you actually want me to do it? Because I don't think you want me to do it. <laughs> I don't, but I got it. Exactly. Do. I could. Uh, I think that Jim Carrey in Man on the Moon is doing... Bowman, don't, don't even Bowman. do the pose. Don't, you, Bowman. don't Bowman, you, Bowman, you you Bowman, if you even look at me with your Andy Kaufman, I'm going to trick you to fucking fun DMC. <laughs> Jim Carrey <laughs> in Man on the Moon... I think is uh, is is my favorite thing that Carrie has done. I think he's just doing so much in this performance. I think the way that he embodies who Andy Kaufman was as a person by basically just being him, but then also nailing all of his comedic bits to a T, play being able to bring Tony Clifton back as a like person as well as anyone else has ever been. To the point where like They credit him as Tony Clifton is playing Tony Clifton. Like, I think he like is brilliant at doing all of it. I think he interacts with everyone so well. I just think Jim Carrey is so funny and so emotional. Um, when he brings everyone together and reveals he has cancer, I think that just like hits when he's on the table, getting his, um, getting his like last chance treatment to maybe like heal the cancer. And he sees that it's just like a sham and he just starts laughing. I think it's such a brutal moment. Um, I love Jim Carrey in this movie a lot. This will be the thing that kills me, but I'll take it. Uh yeah,
4: I had this at uh 76. Uh yeah, I won't do the do the impression, but like I I think that if you watch clips of Andy Kaufman, it's it's one to one. In my opinion, it's it's one to one. Like this is Andy Kaufman. He is He is exactly Andy Kaufman. You might not like watching Andy Kaufman in the same way that you don't really enjoy watching Truman Capote, but I think it's kind of the same thing of it's, you might not like the person, but it is a one-to-one of that is the person. And I I think Carrie is so good here, the way he does the different bits. Like, I, I really think he just transforms into this role.
2: <laughs> uh, so, I,
3: I I can't wait to lose half the chat here, and I don't really care. Uh, I'm sorry when you said best uh, carry performance, and you didn't start with uh, how the Grinch stole Christmas. I have to disagree with you. Um, that's He's the best. Per- he, that's is the- the- he is great in that. He is great. Christmas masterpiece. Y'all can hate it all you want, but you hate joy and happiness. Um uh I'm not Kirk. I don't <laughs> like this movie. That's fair.
0: It's a very anti-cody
3: movie. <laughs> but I would be wrong to admit that his performance is outstanding. His performance is. Would I consider it being if I had to put it like if I had to build a list and put it in, this wouldn't be my list. But these are one of those picks that get on your list that I have a hard time having an argument against it. So, is it seven all time? Some would say. And I could see why. So, you don't get any heart for me. I don't like the movie. I think the movie is arguably not fun because I don't like the character. That's valid. I wish Jerry Lawler would have, you know, punched him a little harder. Uh, (laughs) But uh, overall, uh, yeah. Good, uh, good... uh, Great choice from the criteria of acting performances because now how he got into the role and how he, tre- you know, that's... Oh, that documentary role. is a totally different story. <laughs> that's a conversation for another thing. He um, went full
4: yeah. Jared Leto. He yes, went full yeah. Jared Leto.
3: Yes, he did. Uh, so yeah, uh, great job, great performance. I can't argue top 10 worthy, um even though it's not my kind of movie. Everybody else, how close was this to making a list or did you not consider it? Very close.
5: I thought about it, but I prefer his uh, performance in uh, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Thank you, David. That is valid.
1: I get that.
3: One less Lord Thank of the me. Rings, and you could have had this, uh, uh, Jack. One less. Just one.
1: Just one less, but
3: we're going we're to do a bracket of all Middle Earth characters. And at the end, the winner of that movie gets. Uh, actually, we're just going to burn a copy of the movie. Oh, my, my, my. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, piss on it first. Okay. Anyway, um,
5: uh, <laughs> don't tell them. Um, okay. Uh, bar. Oh, uh, my number seven is Peter Sellers in Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Um, so he has to play three different characters, but they are all so unique and so all three of them. You have to pick one. What?
3: Okay. <laughs> he's, okay.
0: He's being, Kirk, he's being Kirk in the chair right
5: now. Okay. Um, yeah, but all of these characters are so unique in their own way, and they're just completely different from each other, while still being incredibly funny. I love the scene with the president on the phone talking to uh, the— to Russia, where it sounds like a couple just are just like having an, an, a natural argument over the phone. It's like now, Dimitri, <laughs> like it's so great. His delivery it, it's so dry. Um, but then you see like the panicked, like piecing, he's like uh, when, when he's with Jack D. Ripper and he's just like piecing everything together and he hears the music on the radio, and you can see the gears turning in his head, going, That's not right. Um, and then, of course, Dr. Love just, just the, his body in that character, it, it's just incredible. Like, the way that his body moves and is, like, positioned, it, it's so unique and interesting. And, like, I totally believe it, that character. Um, he was robbed, 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 robbed of his Oscar this year um who won yeah no rex harrison
2: oh no
3: that's okay. uh me and butman <laughs> will be doing an episode of a ranking show it'll be like a while less like a continue but like how egregious the best actor losses to the winner it'll be a lot of fun um who else had this both had to have this right i
4: had this at 11. Uh, and Barry talked about, uh, Dr. Strangelove and, uh, Mufflet, which, my, uh, the president is like my personal favorite of the three performances. If I had to pick one, that's like, I think it's like, I, 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 it's just a perfect, like example of like nervous comedy. I, I love the way he plays that, but, uh, yeah, I love nervous comedy. Go figure. Uh, but I also think like, cause he plays all three modes of comedy. Because he gets to play like the ridiculous comedy character in Doctor of like just the, the crazy one. He gets to play more of the, you know, kind of, you know, awkward, anxious character, comedic character of the, the character who's just kind of how on edge they are. That's what's funny. And he gets to be the audience surrogate straight man to Jack D. Ripper. And I think as the British Colonel. And I think that is such a hilarious like dynamic because he is playing it so like the, the way it may... Jackie Ripper is not as funny if it isn't for Peter Sellers playing off of him because the way Peter Sellers plays off of him, that's what makes Jackie Ripper funny because Jackie Ripper is actually kind of terrifying if it isn't for Peter Sellers who his reactions make it funny and I love... The scene with the the coke machine, the scene with the coke machine is just hilarious. So yeah, this is my favorite comedic, per- straight up comedic performance of all time.
5: I believe it's my highest as well.
3: I've wanted to rewatch this movie. I didn't get a chance to this week. It's been really bad week to schedule this. But, um. Correct me if I'm wrong. Peter Sellers is – that's Dr. Strangelove in the wheelchair when he does the – when his arm just, like Mm – (laughs) <laughs> it's, like <horses laughs> it's, it's like one of the most situational colleagues that i literally was in tears bowman saved this movie for me and i will be always be internally grateful for that Told me not to expect the jokes per minute because i know some people in this community have watched and expecting jokes per minute and it burned them basically it's not as funny as it can be i co-host one um which is fair um it would have also happened to me if not. Um, but I think just um, that the the different characters that he's able to play throughout it kind of just shows where like comedy didn't like rank as high for some people. But I still argue like how it's not mentioned in the same breath. It's way harder to make people laugh than sometimes to make people cry. Like you got to be able to like do it, and he did it three times in a movie. But that's impressive when you think about this thing because if one character's flat um it ruins the performer it ruins him as an actor all around so like overall that's just a that was a choice um, overall so uh yeah great great
0: choice two people did not have it why not um, I don't see I ju- it. I I for me I saw Dr. Strange the one time I've never had an inclination to go back but I will say I did consider Peter Sellers even with the one viewing a long time ago on my long list because I remember him being very very good uh even if I didn't love the movie he was in uh but I can't I think I think in like an objective list Peter Sellers probably makes the top 10 every time but I doesn't make my 100 favorite I've only seen the movie the one time and I considered him, but I just, I, it's hard to get over the hump of me not enjoying that movie.
1: Yeah, and I said I hadn't seen it.
0: So, yeah. Uh, we're on to Bowen.
4: Uh Yes, my number seven. We're on seven, right? Yes, um, yeah. yeah, uh Jimmy Stewart, Mr. Smith
1: Goes to Washington. Yikes. Right. My number seven. Anthony Hopkins in *The Silence of Lambs*.
5: And I had this, I think, at like sixteen.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I had it lower. I don't even remember. Somewhere in my twenty, lower. probably in my 20s somewhere.
1: All right. Uh, remember this, Cody. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm dead. Uh, Anyways, so, uh, no. It's like this putting 31. makeup
3: on a pig at this point. It, it's, it was my. It
0: was my thirty. The, it was my thirty-one.
3: The pig's been dead for weeks. Like you're making it look pretty now, but it's dead.
1: Uh, yeah, absolute, absolutely chilling performance. Uh, Hopkins only has like sixteen or some minutes of screen time, but every he makes every second count. Uh, his introduction is one of the greatest character introductions of all time. Uh, holy shit! Uh, every scene he shares with Clarice uh, Starling with um, uh, Jodie Foster is. Perfect. Uh, every every line he delivers is delivered absolutely perfect. Like this is a performance that I I I'll be honest. I haven't seen the movie a whole lot, but I I could tell you pretty much every single uh, every single thing that happens because uh, in in Lecter's scenes because Anthony Hopkins is such a standout in my mind. Uh, he's absolutely incredible. I I, I love. I, I love the prison, uh, or the, uh, the escape scene. Uh, that scene haunted me for a long time. First time I saw this was in a hospital. So that was a, that was a bad decision, but, uh, that scene is absolutely haunting. Uh, what an incredible performance.
5: Yeah. Um, uh, I have this at number 16, um, for the amount of screen time that he has, That's not really the reason. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just like I the work that he put into this character is just so good. Um, like, one thing that uh, I remember him saying is that when he was researching serial killers, they have a tendency to not blink that often. And that move alone just makes his performance even creepier. Um, and I think the other thing that I love is that While he's definitely this terrifying intellectual, there's a sense of humor which makes him even creepier, especially with the ending line. Uh, I'm having an old friend, but then I. Yeah, no, this is just really super creepy. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable.
4: Yeah, I had this at 23. Oh, where do you have this?
0: Uh, I have it at thirty-one. So go ahead.
5: All right.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I love when he's basically like dissecting and breaking down uh, Clarice. I think that sequence is just the the mental prowess that this character has is what is so fascinating. Is how smart he is and how he pokes and he prods. Uh, I I think this is a fantastic performance.
0: Yeah, this is truly an intimidating performance. Um, Every time you see him in this movie, you are just, like, truly unnerved. Uh, You just, you, you, but you can't look away. Um, I think he has, I, I I still think it's baffling that he was nominated for Best Actor. Uh, because 16 minutes of screen time is a really weird like justification to put him in lead. But also, I can totally see because the presence that he brings to this movie is so felt that no, even if he's in it for 16 minutes, it feels like he's in it the whole time um, because he, is, he steals every scene and you feel him throughout the movie. His reach, the reach of that performance just permeates the entire film. Um, I think Hopkins is incredible. Uh, yeah. Everyone's basically covered it at this point.
3: Uh, Just a fact check, everyone. He's in the film a total of 24 minutes of screen time. Why were we taking
0: Jack's answer as truth? Why did we do that, guys?
3: He ranks up there with Viola Davis and uh, Ma Rainey's at 26. Uh, Mm -hmm. Devil Wears Prada from Meryl Streep at uh, 28. Uh, Probably Williams, dead poet's side, 33 minutes of screen time. Crazy. And uh, Francis McDormand Fargo in 26 minutes. Kind of crazy. That's what nice. I think of overall screen time. Um, and Brando's only forty minutes of the Godfather.
0: Um, so my further t- proof that t- William H Macy was category fraud Anyway, <laughs>
3: Anyway, my overall best actors are one two Marlon Brando and The Godfather and um, this performance, and they're a total of <laughs> sixty four minutes of screen time and both lead performances. Uh, I again, category fraud, I think you put him in any category he wins. I honestly don't think this – I don't think Anthony Hopkins gets enough credit because of the amount of work he does because his overall work is so much. So, like, when you look at his body of work, it's like, oh, God, there's a lot of crap in there. Like, bro, you did the last night. You could have just not done that. Um, but this performance, it's, it's in my top – this movie is in my top five. my top five of all time. Um, I think it's absolutely incredible what he's able to capture. The quid pro quo scene is like arguably one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Just because I and I think there's a lot that his character, his performance is a lot. But how? Who directed this again? Uh, Jonathan uh, Demi. Jonathan Demi. How he's able to like bring it with the, like the face, like no quid pro quo, uh, goes back and forth, and just how detailed his movements are. Even when he's not saying anything, he's saying everything. Like when they roll him up and he's got the mask on and he just stares at the guy like he knows like how he feels. And when he's killing the guards in that room and he's just like doing it like he's like and he's doing it like to the beat like the, the score in the movie. It's crazy what he's able to do. Um his slow dialogue, it's arguably one of the best introduction characters of any scene ever, is when he shows when the The light, like, you see him for the first time and he's just able to talk. Not big, not menacing, but his commands the thing. His lines are so chilling to the bone, like, and the way he delivers them. And, again, that last line is, I'm having an old friend for dinner. You're just like, oh, God, I know what that means. Fucking hell. I will say I feel bad for Brian Cox because he he was able to crawl, so Anthony Hopkins was able to run. Um, It's just a – it's – I could never – I know there's another TV series out there, too, about him. Uh, I don't care. Like, I think it's probably Mad – it's a Mad Mifelson that also yes. plays Hannibal on the show. I bet mean, he's great. It's just really hard to pick anybody to do the role of um, um, Lecter than Anthony Hopkins. So, great, great choice, Jack. I'm really glad this is seven. But it doesn't help that everybody else had a top 30. So <laughs> they all also, also agree it's great. By the way, Bowman, great shirt. Great shirt. Um, I will say that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I wear this shirt a lot. And
4: I think it's the first time you've complimented me. On I
3: side. don't watch you. I don't look at your shirt. No, that's comments. fair. That's fair. Um, I don't objectify you. Okay. Um, yeah, I appreciate uh, that. There are some gotcha. people.
4: There's I'm a lot not of
2: people comfortable. In this that,
3: there's a lot of people in this community that do. Um,
0: Hayson Johnson being one. Correct. <laughs> What's your number six, Toho? Huh? Uh, my number six is Francis McDormand in Fargo.
3: Yikes! Yikes!
0: Expected that.
5: Okay, I mentioned her. <laughs> she came out. Bar, your six. My number six is Shirley MacLaine in the apartment.
1: Twenty-three.
2: Um, uh,
5: so yes. Shirley McLean is giving one of the most well-rounded performances I've ever seen. Um, she's got to do a lot in this movie. She's got to do comedy. She's got to do romance. She's got to do drama. Um, and she's balancing it all as if, like, she was the most... Fa- like, the whoever the guy that walked across the Twin Towers was. Um, like, the the tightrope act. Um she is so funny when need be, but then you see the scenes with like the broken mirror. And one of the most perfect deliveries of a line I've ever heard in my life is, uh, it makes me look the way I feel. And that moment just punches right through you. Um, the scene with, uh, after she wakes up from, um, Taking all those pills, uh, just a heartbreaking moment. Um, but there, you you just love her so much with the like the way that she talks about how he's the only person that takes their hat off in the elevator when she gives him the flower. It, it's just such an incredible performance with so many different layers that she has to attack, and she's doing it all
2: expertly.
1: Yeah, uh this was my 23. Uh once again, Bar said it perfectly. Uh the only thing I I really uh want to add uh is the final the final line of the film is perfect. Uh, like, uh Bar like, said everything I I I want to say about this performance and thank yeah. you for that. Less talking for me, but like that final line is absolutely.
4: Yeah. Amazing. I had this at 37, and I I think that like Bar talked about a lot of the dramatic stuff. I want to focus on like her her little comedic moments. Like it's not a comedic performance, but she has little quips or or funny things to say. And she it's such a human, like comedic. Like it's it's a lot of times self-depreciating or kind of said, like under the breath. And you don't really see that a lot. When a line's funny, usually an actor kind of wants to showcase how funny the line is. And I think that just, it's an incredibly human performance.
5: I also just really quick want to bring up like the little movements that she makes. Like whenever she's in the elevator and every time she hits a button, she does like that little turn with her wrist. It's just such a brilliant like like I little thing.
3: We just pick up, we just really compliment the turn of her wrist when she presses a button. Calm down. It just adds so much to that character. This character, really hard to discern because they're both crucial for each other. I don't know. I I would honestly, if I had both on my list, I'd rank them pretty close to each other. I think Cece Baxter and her are great. Um, Bar wins. Big money. No (laughs) ears. She does, she does so much with, like, if you think about it at the time, too, when she's in this movie, she's going toe-to-toe with Lemon, which was not an easy task to do, because I would consider probably back in the day, like, working against, like, a heavy comedic guy, like, to keep him, like, serious and, like, keep him, who would probably, I, I bet he was cracking about, like, cracking jokes, like, most of the time. And for her to carry most of the heart on the film, because when the movie starts, you see it one way, and like she's like the one that doesn't buy into all the other the the people's cheap tricks. She doesn't toe that line. She's very true to herself. She doesn't allow like the men to take advantage of her. She puts her heart on the line for one, and doesn't get it, you know, returned, and it breaks her heart. lemon does the best thing to bring it to her. so basically she's broken and shattered in front of him and the real heart like that chi- like the chinese restaurant when he's sitting across from him and like talking to him and she's just like this is it like that like i've given every opportunity it's just not gonna work and like him still trying to fight for her and lemon's wanting her and she's like explaining it i just it's one of my favorite scenes too, is the end scene when they're playing cards together and she shows up to the house. It's like this nice heartwarming moment. I think Shirley MacLaine really doesn't get enough credit for how great of an actress she truly is. Like I think, I think The Apartment is probably the best. Um, uh, so yeah, the question is in The Apartment, do they wash the sheets? And Nazario still hates it for that reason. Um, all in all, uh, <laughs> great choice, Mark. Great choice, number six. Only person to not have it. Oh. And I fucked
0: up. I fucked up. So I was, was like, like Jack she, has this she, on this she, list. Here, here's, here's the thing. I guarantee you the first version of this list I sent to you had both of them. And then when rearranging things, I must have just copy pasted the list again and like accidentally bumped her off at one point and just never noticed she was gone. But she was definitely on it for the first draft and she should have been on it for the final. That's, that's a, Your that's Honor, a, is there any way to error. see this evidence? Uh Yes, go to Cody Newberry's DMs, but you don't want to go there because me and Cody say a lot of shit in, the, in our DMs. <laughs> We've roasted many, many people in the DMs. You don't want to see it. Uh mm. I have no such thing. Mm. I can either confirm nor mm. deny. Um, Cody can either mm. confirm nor deny any operation of the IMF without Director's Jack, Jack, I'll say it to your face. Don't act like Yeah, I exactly. write it down. Um exactly. <laughs>
3: I hear, I hear
2: Hunter's turn or something. Okay. Um, <clears throat> bar. Boat.
4: Oh, it's Boat. me. Oh, yeah, you said Bar. Bar uh, Marlon Brando in The Godfather.
0: Do
3: anybody
2: else have this performance? I have
0: a reason. <laughs> Congrats, Boat. <laughs> you just won. Boat just won.
5: That's textbook pandering.
0: That's not. I've, is no. that textbook pandering, <laughs> or is that
2: just like? Do you think that's Emilio Westland? you think that's Wall?
1: wall pandering. Do you think that's Emilio Westland? <laughs> okay. Um. Uh,
0: Holy shit. Holy
4: crap. Marlon Brando in The Godfather is one of... is incredible. Like, you look at Brando, right? You look at young Brando and, like, the fire. And the way you see that fire is still in Vito, right? But there's that. Just there's the element of being defeated. There's more of an element. Like, you can tell that Vito is always taking everything into account. I mean, that opening scene, that opening scene, he goes through so many ranges, and the way he basically is saying yes, while also saying, I kind of want to say no, but I'm not going to, is such a brilliant scene. I love it when he's dealing with Johnny Fontaine, when he's dealing with Johnny Fontaine, and he's slapping him around. Like, there are big moments, there are defeated moments, the, the, the voice. I mean, it's been mimicked and mocked, but that transformation of the voice is fantastic. I, I think that Brando is so perfect here. He is so perfect. He is Vito Corleone. I, I I think this like and oh, when he's playing with the sun and like it's fun, and then the heart attack happens, and like that loop. There's so much here that is just so perfect. So perfect. Yeah.
2: Muted.
3: Muted. I just want this on the record, so I'm not incorrect. Bowman is the only one to have Marlon Brando in The Godfather. I'm not asking for clarification. I'm not getting anything. Correct. I just need... Correct. Correct. Okay. My number one best acting win of all time is Marlon Brando in The Godfather. That's not correct. Um, Who's this person? touching such a shit. Oh, God. Um, I wanted to play the clip, but we got in trouble for clips last time, is they massacred my boy. They Bowman massacred the panel. With one choice. My boy! You killed him. This performance... Now, I will stand by this. This is what I will say. I like Michael more than Brando. That's what I will say. As an overall arcing character, I like it better. But I should like it better. That makes sense. What I will say... That doesn't defend anybody for having him off your list at all. But Brando in The Godfather, when he... At the beginning, I, I believe in America. The whole speech. And basically, at the take of, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding and ask for a favor. Basically, like, you, you of the days, of all days, you come today to ask this thing. Like, he's the man that just wants to basically just beat them, kill this guy at that point. But he's like, I'll do it. Listen, here it is. Like, gives him the point. He has so many range of emotions. When he gets into the in front of the entire family and stands up and like talks about it, we're done. Let's have no more. No more sons dying. No more people, nothing. Let's just end this as it is. It's absolutely incredible. Not if it's one of the best acting performances. It is one of the best acting performances of all time. His performance has been often duplicated, like often emulated, never duplicated. This performance will stand the test of time for the next – like for over 100 years and beyond. I'm shocked. I knew this happened. I saw this, and I just put it into like a frame like Cahill will have it. Bar will have it. I know Bar will have it. I didn't see it. I don't want to announce a winner tonight, but scoreboard, that's going to be very hard. If there was a 20 point shot in basketball, Boatman just hit it. So, time to defend it, I guess. Try. I don't know if there is a defense. Like,
5: so I, for both The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two, I wanted to pick one performance and I picked Michael. So,
3: okay, question. You want to stand by that, you want that's one you you want your defense to be that one.
5: I wanted to pick one performance, Bart, and I thought Pacino was Bart, better.
3: Maybe you got something in your ears. I'm asking you a question: Is that what you want to stand by? That you wanted to pick one?
5: That is my final answer.
3: You consider this movie. I think people consider this movie one of the best of all times. And you had two performances from fucking Closer on your list. And
5: you tell me that you had to put Godfather in a box? Because I would have like six or seven people from the movie. You put two from
4: Closer!
5: And in hindsight, that was the wrong move.
3: You done fucked up. (laughs) You ever seen Goodfellas? You ever seen that trunk open?
5: Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the scene where they open up the door and there's no one in there.
3: Well, no, I, no, no. We're gonna go. Hey, me and you. We're gonna go paint some houses together. All right. Ooh, Jack's, I body,
5: Jack's already. Jack's
3: Body's already in the trunk. You're, you're gonna put me put on top. Coho. Uh,
0: yeah. Um. Don't don't really have a don't really have an excuse for this one uh it was on the short list and then i went you know what i'm gonna be apollo yama and just purposefully exclude it because everyone else is gonna have it and i'll talk about things that aren't obvious like vito corleone which i think is an all-timer performance so i i purposefully wanted to talk about things that i knew people weren't going to talk about uh and things that i wanted to talk about because i'm not super passionate about how great marlon brando is in the godfather because it's kind of obvious that's what i did so yeah he's yeah
3: he's great because our Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom needed some talk about it after he, he did because no one all. else
0: was going to defend the honor of Jonathan Larson
3: all I'm going to say is Kirk write a note down and bring it next week because that's going to be a lot of fun when he gets to revisit that moment um <laughs> Bowman literally just got moved from like eh, possible to ooh. <laughs> Everybody else is shot around me, and I'm getting invited to dinner. This is cool. Um, Jack. Uh, why did Jack not have it? <laughs> oh, Jack. Yeah, why? Just not Sean Astonworth.
1: I mean, do you care?
3: Yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: love Salty Jack so much.
1: new. Okay. New <laughs> nickname. Okay. Uh, I mean, the saw
2: this movie once,
1: four years ago. Haven't seen it since. Gonna rewatch it soon. It's on your list. All right. Thanks. All right, tell me your six. Let's All right. See. We're uh, we're ending off on a strong number six here, I think, anyways, because we're doing uh JK Simmons and whiplash. Uh um,
0: had was him. my twenty he was my twenty-three. Is this the highest for JK?
3: I believe
2: so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a mistake so every, that, does okay.
0: everybody have it?
4: Yes, I had it twenty-eight.
1: All right, go around the horn. Okay, it's been said time and time again, but it's been said for good reason. A great villain, the sign of a great villain is when he can make you, almost make you think that he's right. And Terrence Fletcher, Terrence Fletcher is that villain. Uh, in, in the monologue uh, with Miles Teller, when, when he tells him the two most harmful words in the English language are good job, uh you're you're like I mean you're not really wrong but the the level like when you're introduced to this character he is like a kind person he's uh he's getting to know uh miles teller he's uh he's he's like uh building uh, like building a a, a a nice teacher uh relationship with him and then the second he fucks up in uh, in the rehearsal he's and that switch is horrifying from the moment he throws the the chair at his head you know you're you're in for a ride here and jk simmons just steals every second of this movie uh absolutely deserves his oscar that year. this is this is a horrifying performance
0: Yeah. Um, J.K. Simmons is really great in this. Deserved his Oscar. Um, I think he's a fantastic villain. I think, I think he's just really great at being manipulative. Like, like you can be like, oh yeah, he's great at being intense and loud, which he is. But I think the way he like lulls you into trusting him and then instantly just destroys you from making that awful mistake is, I think, the reason why this performance is so great. Why J.K. Simmons is able to balance the two. Uh, parts of that performance so well especially to the the end when like you see him sort of come full circle around to like even in the last moments of the movie it looks like he's a good guy again it looks like he's now trusting andrew that they're now in sync and it ends and personally i don't think that lasted um i think that that i think that that's just the vicious cycle those two characters will have forever because i think that that teacher is terrible um i think that jk Simmons is, is brilliant yeah, this bar, where'd you have this? Sorry. Seventy-nine.
4: Okay, yeah. I this is twenty-eight. Uh yeah, I think to me, the most terrifying scene in this, it's not the chair throwing, it's not the slapping. The most terrifying scene is when Fletcher is talking to that little girl and he is being incredibly nice and incredibly friendly. And he's asking her, oh, when you grow up, are you going to come play for me? That is the most terrifying scene in that movie. He is so evil. And he doesn't care who ends up crossing his path. He is going to destroy all who dare to go for it. And it's, it's... It's one of the most well-written, fascinating characters of all time. I I love Simmons' performance in this.
5: Yeah, um, I can't really add much else. Um,
0: He's fantastic. Cute Cody saying he's just the guy from Oz. If you ever seen Oz,
3: this movie, (laughs) this TV series on HBO... He plays an inmate named Schillinger, and he's a ruthless motherfucker. He does the same performance, here. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I still love that he won the Oscar, the scene where he, like, throws the thing and, like, says, um, so you do I uh, smacks him, you know the difference, and then he cuts to a speech where he says, call your mom and dad, call me alone. It's, like, the biggest, like, uh, Jackal, Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde moment. I think the best scene in this movie... I don't love this movie as much as everybody else. I respect it a lot more. Is this the same person that did... Oh, La La Land. La La Land. Yeah, to think of La La Land better than this movie is, is an asinine take. You should be taken out back and beaten with a wet noodle. Um, the good job line. I absolutely love. I think it's just like when he's having an honest conversation, like sitting down and talking to him. He's a psychopath, but I don't play band. I don't. I'm not musically gifted. At point. Like I have not, I don't have that skill in me. So I don't ever connect to that level. I've heard a lot of band directors and stuff being fucking dickheads. Like maybe they're all like psychopaths. I don't know, but like his performance is just great. It, it makes it stand out. I still, it's shock value, but it's still that scene. We'll live with him forever when he smacks the shit out of him and just, oh, it's great. Um, So, (laughs) that's true. Um, Don't tempt Coho with a good time. Okay. uh, Yeah, great performance. Six all time, probably not for me, but I would put it in the top 50. For sure. It's a really good performance. Um,
0: Coho, five? Yes, number five. My number five, is my favorite performance for my favorite actor of all time. And that would be Al Pacino and Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross. Um, so when I try to explain this to people, most people look at me weird and then I make my explanation and they at least leave me alone because they think I'm crazy. Uh, but I think that Glengarry Glen Glenn Ross is a movie that is owned by Jack Levin and Al Pacino in two different halves. I think that Al Pacino in the first half has a lot of great, small, quiet moments. He's not the focus of the first act, but I love what he does in the first act where he's talking to Jonathan Price, and it starts, you have really no idea what's going on or what he's doing until the more further along you go and you realize that he's making a deal. He is always making a deal and that he is very good with people and that this is his life, that he's off the clock and he's still working and you get that out of this character and how he just talks about life philosophy and everything under the sun where he's just like, do you believe in hell? Do you believe in heaven? I believe you're a good, makes that a good person i don't say so say we all uh and how uh, unsettlingly relaxed roma is in the entire first half until we get to the second half and he comes in and you just see him actually interact with the rest of the group and he just clicks when he just clicks with everyone like <laughs> lemon, <laughs> lemon specifically and he's like and like our, and alan argans just keeps going on and, on and on and on and ed harris comes out he's like they're no business talking to me and he's like would you shut up your friend made a sale why are not you happy for your coworker? And, like, from there to the end where, like, Price comes in and he's, like, trying so hard to make sure the deal, deal stays closed and keeps going until Spacey blows it up. And he, then, you know, that's the Oscar-worthy moment for him is when he just comes at him and he's like, fuck you, I got the car, and my name's on the board. And that whole bit, that that's the moment that they play when he gets nominated at the awards. But I, I, I think he's brilliant. Everything up to that. I think that he plays this part so like against type of what every other Pacino character is expected to be. Um, and when he gets angry at the end, yes, he becomes, yeah, that's what Pacino is known for being in the nineties. But I think everything he does to that is so un Pacino that it's so cool to see him do that, to be calm, to be, cons- to be relaxed, to be calculating, um, to be so precise with his words. Um, I just, I love Al Pacino in this one. I think it's my, it's my absolute favorite performance from him.
3: Cold, precise, calculated.
0: Sounds Only like Michael you just. Corleone. Sounds like you just described Michael Corleone. <laughs> like I'm gonna
3: be honest with you.
0: I
2: rewatched and
0: Godfather Part Two, which I have right here on this list. Uh he's more. He's. I mean, he's not. Don't even. Don't even bullshit to the panel right now by saying he's more calculated than Godfather Part One. You don't even believe that. How does the Godfather Part One end? Not not the way that the entire second movie is where he's literally taking does, down empires left and right.
3: How does part one
0: end? And it's them getting the thing. But when he becomes the thing, that's when he's more cold and calculated, Cody. Okay. Calculating. He literally takes all
3: of them while he's in, a, in the church. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyways. I've this. I love this movie. There is a performance that is the best performance in this movie. Then there is a one-steel-scene performance that is the second-best performance in this movie. Then there is a third performance. The third performance belongs to Al Pacino. The first one to Ali Baldwin, the first one is Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon is the heavy in this movie. Pacino does nothing in this movie that is above anything that he has ever done in any role ever before. The one that he's so known for, and I get you don't like it because it was the Oscar clip, but it's the one that stands out is like, you fucked up. You cost me seven thousand and no, he goes through the whole scene. thing about it. But scene. his little his, talking about God with price, like that doesn't make that doesn't make a great stop his, it.
0: His delivery and of the
3: it fact, makes a great performance. And the fact that you have nine in Justice for All where he actually has a more of a range of character. In that movie, he's more ranged. I just, I again, I think that's just silly. I guess, Um I just think because you say Pacino is your favorite, so you take to like a buzzword to put this in because no one else would have this as their number one. Wow.
0: This is, this I think is my, that's my favorite Pacino that's This crazy. is my favorite Pacino performance. Just genuinely, every time I watch it, I find new things to love about it more.
3: I don't I don't know how you can find new things. He's only in the movie for what? A total of like 35 minutes?
0: Yeah, and he's doing like 80 million things in those 35 minutes so oh you can find a different God, angle to him. God, to him. You learn you learn more about Ricky Roma than you do any other character in the movie, including the machine. I think Ricky Roma is That's the most nuts. That is true. Like without That's it being thrown in, yes, it is. Without it being thrown you in have, your face, you learn more about who Ricky Roma is as a person in his entire runtime through Pachito's. You don't know. You don't learn anything about Jack Lemon's character. That's not what I said. You fucking whore. What I said was that Jack Lemon. You said he movie. was the only character that you learned. No, everything I didn't. About. No, I didn't. You have dementia. And there's a reason you lost the belt because you can't remember shit. Because last five seconds, you fucking couldn't remember what I just when said. When was the so last time you got one? You said he's the No, role. I didn't. No, I didn't. The, the words I said true. is the most, the person who has the most character to understand is Roma. Is what I said five seconds ago. So true. Yes, so so is. true. Yes, it so is. Yes, it is. Everyone else, goes, everyone bro, else, everyone else gets, toast. everyone else gets shit. Like you get pushed in your face by like, okay, this is what we need you to know for plot reasons. But Roma in his performance, in his character, you learn more about that person who he is in his whole 35 minutes through Pacino's performance than anyone else. That's I learned more about the characters in the movie Roma. You never saw the movie Roma, you dumb slut. That's there's no way you did. Bar, you didn't know Birdman came out in 2014. I don't believe you've seen Roma. Shut the fuck that, up. What does that That's, mean? <laughs> in the chat right, yesterday, he right. literally No, two days ago, he didn't know what, who was in Birdman or when it came out. I don't believe he's seen anything.
2: I not, that was nominated no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. I knew who was in Birdman.
5: I just I, the years. Okay. Okay. I enjoy I'll, Roma tomatoes.
3: Pause. <laughs> what I would like, what I would like, is for somebody to pull with the exact quote from that. Um, just somebody find the exact quote what he said. Um, Coho, and no offense, you throw a lot of shit and shade at Barr for losing the belt. At least he sniffed a belt. Anyways, um, it's not like I haven't played for him. You played for one because everybody else was out sick. Let's calm ourselves for a second. I beat Joe you Fairley. Didn't. Relax with that one. You beat Joe Fairley last year. You didn't beat Joe Fairley this year. Let's calm down. Anyways. Ooh, um, uh, anyways, terrible pick. <laughs> terrible pick to say it's the best Al uh, Pacino. Heat, Godfather, and Justice for All. Uh, Irishman. I'd give you a, sin of, a sin of a woman over this.
2: Weird, okay. Weird choice.
3: Okay. Weird choice. And he stole an Oscar. Um Should've won for this one. Uh, okay. Um and lucky I like lucky I like Bowman because I was gonna also throw another dig at you for throwing the belt commerce, so we'll just leave it uh, move along. Um, everybody else on this performance.
4: I said I my place. I don't I don't think this I, I don't know if I think this is the best performance in that movie. I will say I I do really like a lot of Pacino sequences. I I really like the sequence in which he's pitching to Jonathan Price in, in the beginning. But I really like when he and Jack Lemmon double team it. I think that scene is so fantastic when they're both selling. I I realize I like sales pitches in movies. That's like one of my things. They like I I've said it before. I like movies where people are good at their jobs. That's like. One of my favorite sub-genres of movies where people are good at what they do. And Al Pacino is so good at what he does here. And you believe it. He's a great salesman. I, I think that this is a really great performance. Wouldn't be my winner for supporting actor this year, but I think he makes my five.
0: He beats Ackman for sure. That's all I'll say. Uh, okay. Do um,
3: you want Cody to get you again?
1: Look, he didn't hear look, it, it's fine. But like, Lemon is the
0: Nicholson best performance
1: Lemmon. in this movie.
0: I'm sorry. Who? Lemon almost made my list. Oh, I thought you said Ed Harris first. I don't know. I, I thought you said Ed Harris in my head. I don't know where I got that from. Okay. Yeah, Which, Ed Lemon, Harris is great, too. I think this is the best Lemon film on the Oscar for this. He should have been nominated for Best Actor and probably won, yeah.
5: Is Cody back? Because I need a ruling on something. What? There we go. What? I'm hearing the quote. Go ahead. Well, uh, I need a ruling. Not about that, but like you
3: learn more about Ricky Roma in that performance than any other character in the movie.
0: Okay, I stand by that statement. That's, that's not so what Barr, that's, but, that's, but that's not what Bar said. Five seconds later, so that's why I'm saying you had dementia. Um, what what's that the rule? What, I right, did. No. He did. What's the rule?
5: Look at my five and four. Fuck. Do it now or later.
3: I don't know. It's the show, so I'd rather do them all together, all separate. But
5: okay, my number five is Tom Okay. I wonder what the four is. Yeah,
0: I wonder what the four is now that you said that.
5: <laughs> yeah, well we'll find out, won't we? Um so Tom Hulse and Amadeus has to do a lot. Pause. Uh, Just real quick. Does anybody else
3: have either performance from Amadeus? I have Tom
4: Hulse, or? I don't have I don't have F. Murray Abraham.
3: Higher already yeah, right. or higher?
1: Already, like at
3: my fourteen or something. Let's talk
5: about both. Cool, Tom Hulse, uh, and my number four is Evanuary Abraham S. Salieri. Uh, so, um, the the two of them together balance each other out so perfectly. Um, Tom Hulse has to play this like this kind of wacky zaniness, but there's also like a deep lying hurt underneath. Um, and F. Murray Abraham has to play this guy who like believes that God has touched him, but then realizes that there's someone better than him and that he can't reach that same level. And it just drives him absolutely nuts, especially considering that he considers him a giant buffoon. Um, at the same time, I mean, um, but like that Requiem scene is immaculate acting. uh, uh as Tom Hulse is playing this dying Amadeus, but he's, he's basically dictating to Salieri, like this incredible piece of music and Salieri is having a hard time catching up and keeping up with it. But the excitement flowing through him being able to even like pen this. It's, it's fantastic. Um, the the opera scenes where like he where he's told well there's too many notes and you immediately see Tom Hulse's face just be like are you fucking kidding me right now um, and F Murray Abraham's just his final bit of um, him being I can't remember the exact quote but it was basically him being like the the god of mediocrity or um, yeah they're they're just both acting off of each other, incredible, and it's hard to pick one for me. Who's better? But they're both an- amazing. Okay,
3: uh, so who had Tom Hulse? Go ahead and talk about Tom Hulse.
4: I uh, well, yeah, I had Tom Hulse uh, in like the seventy range, and yeah, I I, I will say I think uh, F. Murray Abraham is great, I think that Tom Holtz just has more to do, and that's why I have him uh, on the list. I think Holtz like, he plays the musical genius. You buy that this guy was a musical genius who did work hard, but you also buy that this dude was an absolute goofball who was socially awkward and didn't quite understand when he was just absolutely walking over people or insulting them or all these other things. But you still like absolutely buy that he was a musical genius. Like he is all the elements of Mozart. I love that laugh. Like there's so much fun in that laugh. Like come on, he's. I think he's just perfect in this. I love just just everything about this performance.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, F Murray Abraham was my fourteen, I believe. Yep, yeah, fourteen absolutely incredible performance his performance uh, throughout uh, throughout the film but most important or most notably in the in the requiem scene is outstanding uh his performance in that uh between him and tom hulse like it, it's hard for me to pick but i go with f murray abraham way more than i go with tom hulse i uh, i think Abraham deserved the Oscar that year, and uh, yeah, one of my favorite Best Actor winners of all time.
3: Uh, Coho, you didn't have any performance moment. I didn't
0: have either. No, Um they're both so close oh, to me. Uh, yeah, sure. yeah.
3: If you don't have it, don't talk. I'm just sure. trying to help you out because sure. apparently you I, you're confused how the show works. You know, you I thought you'd already talked I mean, about it. My bad. Um. Yeah, I think it'd be really hard to, like, break them apart. But I'm kind of with both. I think Tom Holtz is probably the standout. The one that has the most to do overall. Um, but I think both are so crucial, so it's really hard to break both of them up. I'm glad I mean, Tom Holtz did really good in this. I wish he would have done this well in crunchback. Um But anyways, um, with that being said, uh, yeah, I, they're just so like counterpoints to, counter to each other. Um it's kind of one of the saddest endings, too, especially how one of these characters just goes. Like, um, that ending when they're writing, basically, and every drop is their. he's basically one character. F. Murray Abraham is basically wringing mm-hmm. <laughs> the life out of the one guy to get the work done. Um Just crazy. Um, I've said this before. I'll say this again. Some movies win Best Picture and you think they deserve it, but some could win Best Picture against all Best Pictures. And this is one of those films. I think it's absolutely incredible. And the performance
0: is the reason why. I just love how Tom Holtz... Huh? Chris was asking if they were nominated in the same category. Yes, they were.
3: Yeah, they were. I think Tom Holtz is just giving... like They're so uptight in this time frame, and he is just so not... So it's so fun to see him play off of everything and basically grind the gears of F. Murray Abraham the entire time. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. Great, great performance. I'm okay with both of them. I probably wouldn't put them both top 10. I probably I don't know if I'd have them on my list overall because I think the movie, I mean, they're just so hard. But if you're going to take two spots, top 10 is not a bad spot to have them. Um, Coho, why don't you play yeah. like classical music? <laughs>
0: Uh, because, uh, Vivaldi's the best, yo. Uh, but no. Um, I think that Hulse... I think that Hulse is better than, uh, F. Barry Abraham, uh, but they're both really good and they kind of... It's, it's exactly what you said. You kind of need them both or neither, so I chose neither. Is F. Barry Abraham played with the worst Star Trek villain of all time? I think it's close. Okay. Second uh, worst. Tom Hardy exists. That is true. Um, face striking. Um,
3: yep. okay, uh,
4: Oh, Bowman? Yeah, uh, I think we're at me because that was Bar, right? Yeah. yeah it, uh, it, so it, my five is Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. Yikes.
3: Bowman just saw a little chink of the armor go like, oh, there, that's a little rough. I'm a little higher. Right.
4: I didn't know about the Brando thing, so I'm, I'm still okay. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, okay, uh, Jack. My five. Magneto.
1: No, is Christoph Waltz and *Inglorious Bastards*?
5: That's my twelfth. I had that as well at some point.
4: Oh man, I
5: had that.
4: I had okay. at forty-six. Okay.
1: Well, I, I I said it before with uh, with J, uh, with um, J.K. Simmons. This is a horrifying performance. Horrifying. Because when you first when you first meet uh, Hans Landa, uh, Christoph Waltz is, is has a very like you you know what what he is uh, you know that this this guy is a, a Nazi but he's acting so so friendly to this farmer and then the second uh, he the second they start speaking speaking in English you know something's up and then when he when he just looks at looks at uh, it's your lapidita, he says, "They're hiding under your floorboards, aren't they?" Your blood just runs cold. Uh, but every every scene he's in, uh, the dinner with Shoshana with the uh, with the glass of milk, uh, the uh, the scene with the bastards, uh, like uh, the that's a bingo scene. That oh, oh, it's so good. Like this is one of the most. <sighs> One of my favorite uh, best supporting actor winning performances and he absolutely deserved it like no no one could have matched this performance and uh, the fact that Tarantino I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tarantino almost didn't end up making the film because he couldn't find Hans Landa and from what I've heard uh, and Walt basically saved it so, yeah, uh hats off to him for that alone, but this performance is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, um this is the 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 capper of, of what I call the unholy trinity of supporting actor winners. I think those that that three movie run of those three villains are all really great. Um I love him so much in this one. Um I think that he I think he's just so great at being yes, terrifying, but I also think it's almost unsettling the way that he plays, the way that he, like, he's just so charming. Like, in moments, and that's what makes him so scary, is that he's so likable. So you understand how he's, like, so ingrained in this regime of people who are doing horrible things because he, he could, he I, I would believe that he can manipulate anyone to do anything. Um, Quick side note on, Will, on Waltz's career. I don't know if he needs to fire his agent or get a new agent, because, like, Two Tarantino movies, two Oscars. What else has he done besides, like, Blofeld? Like, Waltz is, like, a great actor when Tarantino directs him. And then, like, he's, like, he's such a great actor. It's in him. I don't know why he hasn't, like, been in other stuff. But, like, Christoph Waltz is brilliant in this movie, deserving of his Oscar, deserving, honestly, of both his Oscars. Uh, I think he's great in both Tarantino movies. But *Inglorious Bastards is the better of his two uh, through and through uh that's Sabino!
4: Uh, yeah i had this at 46 bar where you have i it? had it at 43 okay go ahead
5: um, Got him. so so um yeah the, the 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 main reason he's on the list is the opening scene um where he's charming and he, like you're eased into it and then his face just completely changes And you immediately can tell, like, oh, fuck. Um, It's just even the way that he... I think any other actor and that pipe would have just been kind of stupid. But the way that he just commands and controls the scene with such intensity... Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's brilliant. Um, The other scene I, I... want to bring up is actually the dinner scene where he's with Shoshana again um with the strudel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, it, he's fantastic.
4: Yeah. Uh they basically said everything. It's like, what if Sherlock Holmes was a Nazi? Like that's what this is. Brilliant mind. It's the same principle of uh, Hannibal Lecter, right? You have this genius who is also this terrifying presence, and that's what Christoph Waltz is. Like he is—he is just evil, but an intellectual evil. Yeah, no, you did, did. It, Cody.
3: I think overall, I think. Like, Tarantino won his other Oscar. I think he's playing basically the same character, just the comedy kind of version. I like
0: that character a little bit. He's Hans um, He's a good guy, basically. Yeah.
3: Um. So, but this performance, I, I, I don't disagree. I think that he probably it wouldn't be on this list or as high if that first scene doesn't exist, personally. I think that scene alone sets the stage and how fucking ruthless this guy really is. Cuz I don't see him go like he gets ruthless, but you don't see him go that quick. like when he switches like they don't understand and then switches languages on him and then basically brings him into the score swells and like he screams, I don't know what he screams at her as she runs, but like, you know, it's just like such a powerful performance. So yeah. Great. Great choice. I don't know if I'd have it up this high. It would be on my list, but yeah. Um, I honestly don't know if I'd pick. I won't say that, just to save myself from future problems. Um, yeah. Um, i don't have to just say things. I won't.
0: Um, okay, uh, is it number four for Coho? Number four. Uh, so the people have been asking me when this was going to show up. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, wow. Got him. Yes, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. Uh, no, it is Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl. Uh, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is my favorite film character of all time. I love Jack Sparrow. I love the way Depp plays him. Uh, I mean, in I don't think he's the problem with four. He's not like great in four. No, I was like fourth.
2: Fourth place.
0: Interesting. Oh, I thought you were saying the fourth movie, do you still like him? I was like, oh, okay. I mean, no. <laughs> but no, I picked the first one because I think in the first one, that's like the epitome of Jack. That's the best Jack is. I think he's like great through the trilogy as a character, but I think that in the first one, it's close between Demetrius and Curse the Black Pearl as to which time Johnny Depp's doing his best work. Um, You could argue that with the black spot, it's like, like and his like craziness in that one to the, like the LOBC stuff. I picked the first one to represent. Jack Sparrow. Uh, and I think and I think the scene that epitomizes why I love him is his introduction. It's one of the best character introductions of all time. Just coming in on the sinking boat, takes the step onto the dock. Let's say I don't know if we do six yearlings. and we forget the name. Uh, and what can put Royal, Mr. Smith? Uh, and the way he just interacts with Will and Elizabeth and Barbosa through that entire first movie. Uh, I love so many moments that he has, like, why is the rum gone? Uh, stop blowing holes in my ship. When they're nap, when he's uh, when he's negotiating with Barbosa, and he's like, he's like, you get to be, you know, the uh, admiral of the entire fleet with me, of course, being your first lieutenant, captain of the Pearl. <laughs> the entire time, Barbosa is just like this motherfucker. Um, I think that Johnny Depp is the only person I can ever see playing this part. I just like after seeing it, I don't think I can see anyone else doing this. But Johnny Depp, I think that he's just so great at bringing this character to life in a way that like no one else could. Someone else could play Johnny Depp It just, or could play uh, Jack Sparrow. It just wouldn't be Jack Sparrow as we know him. It would be a totally different character. The movie would probably be worse off for it. Um, but this Captain Jack Sparrow, I think, is just a great character and a great performance to bring to life. Um, he's so charming and charismatic and able to talk his way through things while also being the luckiest, dumbest son of a bitch in the history of pirating. Uh, he's simultaneously the best and worst pirate ever. Uh, and I love that he he rides that line of um, of being both a selfish person and a selfless person at any given moment. So unpredictable, but has such a big heart. I think Johnny Depp is brilliant. Fourth is honestly me probably showing. Uh, it, to some people are showing restraint. To me, this is legitimately where he places on my list. As number four. So I it was. No one else has this, right?
3: No. 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 no, and I, 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 most people would laugh. I don't, I don't disagree with you, really. I don't think it'd be in my top ten, but like, I mean, of character actors, picking a movie. When you were saying it, I was like, mm, I don't agree with you fully, but I do agree with you fully now. Crystal Black Pearl is the correct choice because it has all those those lines that set up the character of who he is. When he gets like arrested and he's like, This is the day you almost got captain and then and he sends away. It's just uh, I do love the Hello Beast scene, like I love those points of him I'm as a character. Jump, I'm Yeah, jump, like dude. those are fun. <laughs> but he almost becomes a character of himself at certain yeah. points in that. This one you get to like see when he's rising in that music swells and he's just the ship is going Fuck down as he comes in. It's great. It's just an overall great character. I'm sad that we'll never see him play it again. Yeah. Um because unless you have 300 million and uh 100 alpacas, he's not going to do the role. Um
0: but uh, I, so part of me wants Disney to just like give him everything in the world to do it one more. Just one yeah, last I one guess... so we can at least say goodbye to
3: him. I just think the character, honestly, like, I know that's a hard thing to say, but I would almost like Captain Jack. To, I think they should have, I don't know. I understand there's parts to keep him around, but I think that second one when he rides off and like dies, and I think that would have been maybe a send-off for him. I know that, that would have been that unpopular for some. But...
0: I also, I know I world's Zen's not great, but I also love how we leave him in that one too, where we leave him where we first found him in the boat on his own without the problem.
3: Um. But yeah, like overall character. Uh, well, this is the one where he throws the water on Gibbs
0: and says, "Yes, sort of <laughs> that's That was for the spell." I'm already like, uh, i not. I can't even tell you how much restraint it was to not put Gibbs on this list too because I fucking love uh, okay, Kevin no McNally on this too. But yeah,
3: Johnny Depp number four was shown. No real issue. I mean, I would have put it lower, but honestly, to quote Zach Ford. If you didn't have this in your top ten, you're a fucking coward anyway. So he still oh. faults me for not having a fever pitch in my top ten. Um but uh everybody else on Giant Depp, uh we'll keep it short. You guys don't need to
4: go on for long, but this performance. This is no, phenomenal I mean, performance. I think that Depp here is he does like he's doing so much in terms of really what he's going for in this character because there is not a performance really like this in this type of movie beforehand it's such like an oddball risky performance and he's made those types of choices and they have backfired on him it's the same logic that honestly led him to do the awful performance in charlie and the chocolate factory like, it's really the same logic of, oh, Johnny Depp's kind of like, or Jack Sparrow's kind of like a Keith Richards, Willy Wonka's, you know, kind of like this forever child. He's kind of like a Michael Jackson. It's really, it's the same logic.
2: It's hello, just Star,
4: one piece mind. of logic worked and the other piece of logic didn't. Oh. Hello, Good morning, Lord Starshine. Shine. The Earth says Hello. <laughs> God, I
3: hate
5: that. That's why you uh, don't do your
3: shrooms, everybody. Um,
4: yeah. um, bar.
5: No, I'm not going to fault you for this. Um, it's a great pick. It's a great performance. Um, just kind of narrowly missed mine. So I, I'm, I'm not going to fault you for this. He
3: did say you had dementia earlier. Do you have any kind of... I did. So- I, I did.
0: Did he? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a goaded response. I love that. Okay.
1: Well okay. done. Jack. All right. I'm not gonna fault you either, Coho. This was on an early draft of my list. Uh, good job. The last person to fault anybody. Are you allowed to?
2: Yeah, uh, Jack. I, see, get out of my face. I,
1: here's the thing. I you can't say I'm not allowed to. I just shouldn't fault people. No, you're not allowed to. We we can't. Well, say I'm, I'm pretty sure
4: I can't say that. Um, uh, we already
3: bar. covered
0: bar. Yep, yeah,
4: the bar. And my four is. Uh, Al Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon, yikes. Okay, what
0: was starting to get irritated? Yes. I can see the visible irritation in him.
1: All right, my oh. number four is Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems.
0: I had this lower. This was my um, where were you? Um, I gotta can scroll a bit. Can you show uh, the 24? Uh,
2: I had that? this
4: at 92. We
0: cut jams.
2: On okay, yeah. cut jams! Jan- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wait.
0: Wait.
1: Were you Josh so, Sapti's music? Koho, where did you have it? I was just
0: to Sapti's on cut jams. 24. 20 spots lower than you. Cool. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, and Bart didn't have this performance?
0: No. He oh, considered okay. Hustle because he saw it before anyone else. <laughs>
1: I mean yeah this, this performance is incredible talk about just um, we talked about a performance that's like anxiety inducing well this this performance is absolutely anxiety inducing he is adam Sadler has has a a difficult task here and that's playing a character that is just the absolute worst make, will not cannot make the correct decision at all, but he still gets you to root for him, and uh, for even when he, even when he is at absolute rock bottom, and he hands Julia Fox's character the 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 duffel bag full of cash, you're just pulling your hair out, screaming at him, "No! What are you doing? No!" And it's his performance in that final final scene, the, the final bet is especially captivating. I, I love that scene so much and it's the it's the perfect uh, uh, the, the perfect performance the perfect uh, performance for Adam Sandler because uh, say what you will about uh, about him in the 2010s. he finished that decade strong and uh, honestly, with his best performance,
0: without question. I love this one. I think a lot of why I really like this pick... I mean, I think this is just a great performance. Um, through and through it, every time I watch it, I, I keep finding myself drawn to what Adam Sandler does. I think a lot of it is just the shock that Adam Sandler had this in him at all. Um, This really came out of nowhere. I think he just crushes it, and I hope he continues to do stuff like this. Um, Because I think that he... It, it disappears into the part of Howard. I think he's just gone. I and mean, this is just Adam Sandler is possessed into being this character for this movie. Um, down to just what he's talking to, uh, to Kevin Garnett in his office, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. And he just slowly, like, ramps himself up and talks himself into another bet, where he says, you're going to fucking kill it tonight. Yeah, you're going to... Oh, and just kind of, like, wraps himself up into putting himself in another horrible situation because he thinks he's going to win. Even even though like we see kind of through it through, he's he 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 gambles big, but he usually comes up big. Uh, it's all it's just one of those things where it's like you're you're finally out of the clear. I can't believe you're doing this again. And I think more so than that, just the way that he interacts with people, um, how friendly and charming and like happy he is, down to just like also how much of a fucking douchebag he is to people. And just like the way he navigates through it, well, the way he like interacts with his wife and Adina Mazzel, where he's like, "I want to give this to the chat. I want to make it work," and she's like, "Fuck you." Um, I just think like, he's brilliant across the board. Uh, great performance.
4: Bar, you didn't have this, right?
0: What? You're muted.
4: You're muted. Okay, no. no. Anyway, does that head shake him? me? Here. Of course he doesn't. Okay, well, he didn't head shake until, like, the last time. Anyway, I I think that Sandler, like, this, talk about a performance that makes the movie, right? Is the movie around him fantastic? Yes, yes, don't get me wrong, but he just draws you in. Like, you are just hanging on for dear life the whole movie, and the way he just keeps going, you want him to stop, and you know he never will, but you like the guy so much even though you want to strangle him. Brilliant. Brilliant. He's such a hard performance to pull off. Um. Yeah,
3: this is my top 100. I love the performance. I I think the movie overall is good, but I don't think it works near as well if it isn't him in it. Um, I think just how he's able to like drive the thing he he's able to like drive my heart rate up with the decisions that he makes and like the situations he gets put in. Um, like when they have to take the gen, the stone to like the auction, and it doesn't even get near as much as he thought it was, he's like stressing out, flipping out. He hands the money. I mean i quote this movie all the time because like when somebody says like oh you know like they challenged me on something i was like this is how i like i'm like like this is i don't quote the other thing that he says but um um <laughs> but yeah great choice number four probably not i've probably I put it on the list but i wouldn't put it this high oh uh,
5: poor Um, so yeah, no, he's amazing in this. He, uh, he should have gotten nominated for the Oscar that year. Um, what some of the people who decided not to and said were bullshit. Um,
1: mark my words though. What's that? Tell him.
5: Yeah. Um, mark my words though. He will get an Oscar nomination at some point in his lifetime. I, I don't know if he will win. But he will get a
0: nomination sometime in the next. And life it's time. gonna be Hustle. Not going And be for supporting
4: told. actor, Andrew Bos.
5: <laughs> Watch the movie together. though; it's a good you movie.
3: You give the to talk to
4: the role,
2: don't
4: you? No, to know uh, uh, Sally Hawkins didn't.
5: She
3: did.
0: Dang. So true.
2: Okay. Oh. <laughs>
3: coming for someone's head.
0: Okay. Um. Anyway. Sam Rockwell uh, technically didn't talk either. He just mumbled. Anyway. Uh, my number three is Xavier uh, Bardem I'm... in *No Country for Old Men*. Uh, I love this performance. Um, I think that he's intimidating, terrifying, scary. We've gone over this before, but I think that Bardem is pure evil. Like he is the physical. His performance is just to embody the truest form of evil incarnate. And I think that is so terrifying that for one moment uh I don't believe there's an ounce of good in him. Um one of my favorite movie scenes ever. Uh if it were if I were on Kirk's it would spoiler it would be it would be in my top five is what's the most you ever lost in a coin toss. Um and just the way he where we know this motherfucker will kill him. And the guy behind the counter is just scared because he's just unsettled, doesn't know what's happening, but he doesn't think his life's in danger. And just the way that he's just like What's the deal? The coin. What year the coin? Since 1953, it traveled all the. It traveled 27 years to be here, and now it's here. And only you can call it heads or tails, and you have to call it. And I think that's just like a terrifying moment. And he's just like, "What do I stand to? I have to know what I stand to win. You stand to win everything now. Call it." Um, I think that Javier Bardem, when he's chasing Josh Brolin, when he's just walking, when he's sitting in the room with Woody Harrelson with just the air gun on his lap, when he's in the in the room with. Uh, Josh Brolin's wife at the end, all the way through this movie. I just i I love that this movie starts and ends with him on the road to this movie, and then from this movie we leave and enter with Anton Chigurh, um, and he enters this movie. Uh, he enters this movie with the upper hand. And he leaves this movie with a broken arm and on the on his back foot. And I think that that's a great. Changed too. I just love Javier Bardem. He's my favorite Cohen Brothers character, and Anton Chigur. He's my favorite performance in a Cohen Brothers movie. Uh, I think Javier Bardem
1: is brilliant. Yeah, this was my twenty-five. Did anyone have it higher? I uh, no. I have this at sixty-five.
5: Okay. I have this at eighty. Okay,
1: cool. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so Coho co-host said it all. Like it's this is a fantastic performance. Uh the coin toss scene alone uh land like would land him a spot on my list, but there, but this the the scene between him and Woody Harrelson is fantastic as well, but also with uh is it her name Carla Jean Moss? Like or whatever uh Gwella Moss's wife's name is. Uh that scene is chilling. The the opening scene between him and the officer is horrifying. I went into this movie completely blind, not knowing like what to expect. And when we start off a movie like that, that gets my attention and I'm, I'm ready for whatever comes next. And he, you, he's not, all, he, he doesn't have the most screen time in this film, but you can feel his presence throughout the entire thing, even when he's not on screen for. Brilliant performance,
2: absolutely
4: deserved the Oscar. Hey, the expression on his face when he is strangling that cop says it all. Like that, there you go.
5: Um, yeah, no, he's absolutely fantastic. Everyone brought up what I was going to bring up. The I will say the one scene that I always go back to is the people always say the same thing. What do they say? Hey, you don't have to do this. Like Yeah terrifying. Yeah don't overdo that again.
3: Um uh, yeah a villain character, sure. I probably would put Hans Londa higher than him. Um, but no shot at him. I think he's really good. Um I again this is a movie I don't have the same love for, so like a character like that is it's a fine performance. I don't think it's. I don't absolutely love it, but uh, not a bad thing. Um, he definitely carries some of this into Skyfall. If you like, you can definitely tell like how he delivers things and stuff. So, um, all right, I think we're on to Bar for your three.
5: My number three is Al Pacino and Dog Day Afternoon. Um, this performance is just. Nuts. Uh, basically, really take what I said earlier about Am Bancroft um, when I was talking about like performing with your eyes, and how not a lot of actors can do it as well as some others. Uh, yeah, Pacino in Dog Day Afternoon. Like you read everything through his eyes. Um, like the the scene where. Um, the the seat, the trying to think of the, the 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 thing, but uh the asthmatic security guard, like he he's just going through everything in his mind, just like all right, do I let him out? What do I do in this situation? Um, the fire, the the, the scene where he gets a call from his mother is just a moment of you you know everything in that moment, what's going through his head. Uh, the scene where like he's getting everyone into the van and he's just like, no, you stay here. Um, he commands every scene while being someone that you can tell is in way over their head. Uh, and he's just absolutely incredible in this. Yeah,
4: uh, I had this at four. I think this is Pacino's best performance. I think he is so, so good here. I, th- I think... I understand why people would have other Pacino performances higher, but for me, he just... He disappears. He Like, the, the manic energy that he has, it is... It draws you into the 100th degree. He is so, like, just... You feel the panic, you feel the anger, you feel the... Just every emotion. And he's often feeling seven different emotions at once. I mean... The Attica scene is famous for a reason, but you also sense that, like, yeah, he's ticked off about it. But also, he's totally trying to, like, just rile up the crowd. And I think the way he plays all of that is so brilliant. He just completely disappears into this role. Like, it is it is phenomenal.
0: Anybody else have this? Uh, I have this at 34. All right.
3: I have uh, this in my 70s, I believe. Okay, we'll talk. Then. Come on,
0: guys. Okay. okay. So uh, I think that he's great. You guys nailed it. Um, this is one of my favorites from Pacino. I think a lot of it, like Barr said, it's all through his eyes. I think this is great. I love the Attica screaming scene. I love the way that he talks to Chris Um, I love the way that he sort of makes this plan to get them out of there. But I also really kind of... Love seeing how the like, I, I like, I don't love it. I, I think it's so fascinating to see how the plan sort of crumbles um, and how he reacts to that and goes through that and like just how caring he is about like everyone in there, how he just doesn't right. want to hurt anyone. I think Pacino's brilliant in this. So, yeah, great choice.
1: Yeah, this is my 75. Brilliant performance. Absolutely deserved the nomination at the Oscars that year. Uh, yeah, great pick.
3: Yeah. um... Two people that just love this performance so much. Um, uh, they I said I, it before. I to say, uh, I think it's, I think it's a great performance. I don't know if it's my favorite. Probably made fourth, but even then, might be rough to put it as four. I don't know. He's absolutely incredible in this movie. I think this movie takes uh, choices and stuff that's just insane. Like in this movie, and I think he's able to think. The only thing I always am so surprised with every time I watch this is when the very beginning when the guy goes, I can't do this, and leaves. Like, why doesn't Pajina just beat the fuck out of that guy? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> if I was leading that charge, we'd have a dead body at the door right to the there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, every part of it pisses me off.
0: That like, would be hey, Boba, though. Boba, Boba, Boba would be the one that's like, I can't do this.
3: I fucking hate that guy, but uh, yeah, overall great, great performance. He's able to tell stuff how he talks to the police guard, like prison guards, and like has that react like how he does like the interrogation, and basically gets like leads the whole neighborhood of like why he's doing this and why everything's going on, and then the ending is so sad. Like, like you know that's the ending, but you it's just still so sad. So, great choice. Both of you definitely deserves top ten, probably. So,
4: um, uh, okay, Bo, three. Uh, my number three is Robert De
0: Niro in The King of Comedy. That was my sixteen.
4: Right? Uh yeah, I believe Robert De Niro uh, shows up more times than any other actor or actress I have on this list. I shows up four times. And i he's one of the greatest actors of all time, so he showed up that many times for a reason. Uh, he is phenomenal here. Because he has, he has such a tough job to do. Because he has to be a little bit scary, a little bit pathetic, and a little bit funny. Right? Because, like, some of his jokes especially during like that final scene, are actually pretty good. Like he's kind of a good stand comedian, but he has no sense of social norms or how you're supposed to do it. But he, he's a nice enough guy. Like he's not a jerk or anything. He just doesn't understand how it's supposed to work. And then the way he goes and resolves to kidnap Gary Lewis. Is so hilarious, but there's also something so pathetic, especially in his fantasies, the way he thinks it's gonna go and the way he talks in his fantasies. There's something really sad about it too. He is so phenomenal and terrifying and funny. And there's some like in unintentionally funny, intentionally from De Niro, but unintentionally from the character. Like it's it's such a perfect performance. Like I I love De Niro's performance here. I love the king of comedy. If you like Joaquin Phoenix's performance in Joker, De Niro crawled so Phoenix could run. It really, De Niro
0: ran so Phoenix could also run.
4: Cause De Niro is amazing here.
0: Um yes. I actually I wonder if he is actually like funny in the movie or if it's another fantasy that he's killing. Um, which is what also I like about the jokes, then... oh well sure. I mean sure. But like what if those jokes aren't Anyway, but yeah, he's funny. I think that he's great in this movie. Uh I think this is De Niro's best performance. Um, I think what he does here is so multi-layered. Um, and the way he navigates the different relationships of the situation, I think he's, the way he interacts with Jerry Lewis is great. Um, which like Jerry Lewis, also just really great in this movie. Um, but I just I think that. When he does his final appearance, when he gets out and he gets out into the world, and he's like, look, look, see how, see what I did. He's just like a proud kid. Like, it's like, mom, look at how I did. But then you like, you see him like act that way. And part of you is so conflicted as to whether you should be happy for him or if you should feel bad for him or if you should just be really scared that he was able to pull it off um, or all three simultaneously. And that's how good De Niro is. Yeah. So.
3: I- don't know if i'd say it's his best performance of all time um that's tough that's a really tough performance um there's a reason i like as what should i do um because i think this takes a very dark edge to the king of comedy that movie takes a really dark edge to king of comedy i just love the pairing between him and uh, Jerry Lewis. Like, Jerry Lewis, like, get the fuck out of my house, basically. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, don't understand anything. Um, what's Who's the girl? I can't remember her name.
4: Oh, uh, Sandra Bernard.
3: Sandra, I think she's the only thing that makes the movie dip a little bit for me, but this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about De Niro. Yeah. De Niro, overall, is just so, like i don't uh, he gets put into this hole of like he's the mob guy he's the crime guy he's this guy but honestly how versatile of an actor he really is and like this is how he's able to like talk about like how serious he is about the stuff but also come across with like good jokes and stuff and the world like he's living in stuff i think it's very fascinating good choice overall three maybe a little high but i know how much this movie ranks for you or personally and I can't kind of argue. I think his perform. I think this is probably the most unlike De Niro performance Absolutely. that De Niro like, gives, besides, you know, uh, in got like, Cape Fear or like Dirty Grandpa. So, um, uh, the other two, you guys did not have King Tommy. Did it cross your mind? If you think about
1: it. What's up?
5: It did cross my mind, uh, just didn't end up making my list.
1: It probably would have crossed my mind if I had seen the film. God, oh
3: my God. God! I hate you. Um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, at least you at, at least you know. Um, okay. He's gaining self awareness. Yeah,
0: probably. Um, okay. Okay. Um, who's next? Jack, you're there. The fuck are what you
5: doing? The fuck is happening?
0: Got I've walked away. Yeah, I have again? work tomorrow. Dude, I've had the longest work week of my entire life, and you're going to get here. I'll save him. His three is Heath Ledger.
1: Yikes. My three is Heath Ledger. Oh, damn it. Yikes. yikes. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: God wants America.
0: Whoever I so so, yeah, cool. by the way, my number two is Heath Ledger in the dark Knight. So <laughs> I wanted you to do the bit so bad. Heath Ledger what we in learn? the dark, Knight. absolutely nothing. <laughs> Heath Ledger in the dark Knight is probably the most over talked about performance in this community, but there's a reason for it. He's brilliant. I think he's the best villain performance for me. I think he's brilliant. I think Heath Ledger is unrecognizable in the part, he's incredible, uh, as just as he's terrifying, as he's conniving. The interrogation room scene. I'll hit all the buzzwords now, so people can try and talk about other things. Uh, the interrogation room scene where he plays off Christian Bale. I think is brilliant. Um, I love the ending. Uh, the final confrontation he has with Batman, where he's hanging off the off the building, and he's just like, "Oh, you don't think I would leave the battle for the soul of Gotham City in a fist to a fist fight with you? I have an ace in the hole. Mine's Harvey. All it takes—sanity's like gravity. All it takes is a little push." I think he's just fantastic uh, in this movie.
1: Yeah, this was my three. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this performance is incredible. Seeing this uh, with Koho and Scully uh, a week ago or whatever it was, was so much fun. But it's, for the she, me... Do you want yeah. to be on
0: call with Jack and Alex watching Batman movies? No.
1: There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry but the you you talked about the interrogation room scene yeah but like that opening bank heist scene is brilliant the the possibly my favorite uh character introduction in film is him taking off the mask uh and and revealing uh, to us what is the Joker and my goodness is it incredible I love this and then when you and then the final shot of him, where he's uh, where he's hanging upside down, but you're seeing him as if he's just uh, he's, he's right side up, and you're and you're finally uh, seeing things uh, the way he does, and it's it's terrifying. I love this film. It rests solely because of Heath Ledger. Uh, why I love it so much? He's phenomenal. Deserve the Oscar. Anybody else? Boat, uh,
4: yes, I had this at seven. I think, sorry, I think that this is a phenomenal performance. I, I love the scene when he's like got the little handheld camera and he's just so terrifying, like, he is so scary within that scene.
5: And I have this at 62. Um, I mean. There's, I, I can say so much. Um, the handheld camera scene, the uh, the the magic trick with the pencil, so great. Um, but I'm gonna keep it short.
2: Yeah, it's
3: the most overrated movie probably in this community. I will say, um, just of how much has been talked about. Um, his performance will stand the test of time. Most likely the same Joker. I mean, it was such a great performance that um, Paul Dano had to basically copy it for the new movie. So that was really cool. Um, uh, but, I mean, he does a good job with it. It just – that's – I mean, he's got a lot I mean, of, if you're going to
4: choose a performance to copy. Correct.
3: Yeah. Um, but he's not playing the Joker, so it's weird. Um, anyways, uh, I think um, – just with that performance alone is just what he's able to do, especially with like when he's got the guy tied up and he does the camera. It's like, Ugh! like he's just like the anger that he faces. Um, it's kind of like tragic, like he Heath his life and like, maybe I like, I hate to like bring that up, but like what this performance could have actually like done to him, like mentally and stuff like that's the, the heart, the heart, like of how much he got into this character. Um, but yeah, the interrogation scene when he slams his head, it's he like, everything gets so fuzzy, like, switches the other, it's great, so I've always enjoy watching this movie, especially, Tim, it's the same problem in Glorious Bastards that I have, it's like, when he's not on the screen, I'm just like, I want him to come back up, same thing, it's like, I love Inglorious Glorious Bastards, but give me the Bastards, like, I have so much trouble with the Bastards, are on screen, so it's kind of kind of hard, even though both movies are good. Um, bar
5: two. My number two is... Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. Um, just the overall arc that you follow in this performance, and Denzel Washington completely captures the entire lifespan. Well, not lifespan, but you you know what I mean. Um, this entire journey so perfectly from the mannerisms. To the physical performance, just completely capturing Malcolm X. It, it it's just awe inspiring to watch. You see so many different asset uh, aspects of this person, and they're all clear as day. So easy to understand where they're coming from, like just like how they're functioning in that moment. Uh, it's a master class of a performance and to do it for a movie that's that long and to keep you that interested in this in this character is hard and washington does it with flying colors the plymouth rock landed on us moment is one of the greatest performances like in a scene period uh, yeah
4: Yeah, this was my four, I think that... Get off your fucking phone. Yeah, this is my four. Uh, I think that Denzel... I, I really think that the element that we don't really, like, talk about enough is the transformation element of this performance, right? Where he starts at the beginning of this, of, like, being, like, this very, like, you know, kind of, like you know flashy shyster and the way the performance goes to where he becomes more intellectual but also more angry and just all the elements of malcolm x's life are portrayed and dental is so fantastic here anybody else
3: Grew up a crusty old white men didn't want to watch a four-hour movie about Malcolm X, and they gave it to a crusty old white guy named Al Pacino in a of a Woman. That's what happened on this Oscar ceremony, because there's no doubt that you can put both these movies side-by-side, side, watch them back-to-back, back, and how you think Al Pacino won the Oscar is absolutely laughable. Pacino uh, is Pacino's a good actor, but Denzel Washington completely transforms into Malcolm X. Um, basically if you play their speeches side by side, you like, and just played the audio, it's really hard to determine who is it. Like, that's how great of a performance he gives. Um, and just, it's a long movie. I only break it out like every couple of years because of how long it is, but how he's able to transform the Plymouth rock scene. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like, I'm just like, talk about, a, oh like just, uh, insane performance that he's able to achieve in this character um i think like the one night in miami i don't know who does it i can't think of the actor's name but i think he does a good job playing malcolm x i I just don't i just don't think there's not even a chance that he snips um, so great performance definitely
0: deserves one here hey you two jackasses why isn't he on your list I ain't seen it, but part of me is a little glad that I watched One Night Miami without having seen either Ali or Malcolm X, because it makes me like those two performances a lot. And I'm sure that those performances and my love for them will still be sustained, but they won't be my favorite interpretations of either when I see the other two. I
1: also have not seen this film.
3: It's four hours, so, you know, we're up there. I think it's close. I don't know if it's
4: actually... It may be four hours. Fucking while um, okay, uh well, my number two is Francis McDormand in Fargo. Yikes. Chuck.
1: Jack. Jack. My number two is Jack Nicholson in One floor Over the Cuckoo's And this is my nine. It's like Bar. Like
3: it's like Bowman has one, and then Bar. I uh, know. I just have slightly higher than you. It's uh, Go ahead, Jack
1: yeah uh what an absolutely electric performance jack nicholson is incredible in this film absolutely deserved his oscar the the baseball scene uh like the baseball game scene is great but it's uh anytime he's in, interacting with nurse ratchet it's it's so great uh i i love louise fletcher in this uh but uh jack nicholson steals every scene uh how he interacts with billy how he interacts with chief you you believe that these are uh that these are more than just film characters like that you're watching for two hours that you 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 believe that these could be like real uh people and jack nicholson sells this character beautifully i love him in this performance he's my favorite best actor winner right now i don't know if that will change uh in, in the near future but like he's just absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I love this film, and it's because of him.
2: Yeah,
5: my number nine. Um, yes, his interactions with all of the uh, other patients is fantastic, especially with Chief. Um, and just, like, the moments that they share together, like the Juicy Fruit moment where he learns that he can speak this entire time. And... Um, Yeah, of course, the scenes with Nurse Ratchet, but it's the World Series scene. Like, that scene is just impeccable uh, acting. So, it's just filled with, like, life and energy and excitement and anger and rage and sadness and frustration and just, and humor. It's, yeah, it's an incredible moment. Cody had to take the dog out again, I guess.
3: Did no one else have this? No, oh, I didn't. Okay. Um, I said this before. I like the. Pro- I think his performance is really good in this. I think Jack Nicholson is just um, a great actor. What should I say? Um, so he's good in a lot of roles. I don't know. The, I I don't know where I bring this performance. Like as like of Nicholson. Because there's one performance I know is not on anybody's list, which I'm kind of sur- not surprised, not by this panel, but like a few good men I'd probably put him. Very that. close. Very close. That. that was also um, close. Him in The Shining. Um, Depart- uh, you had him in The Departed, right? Jack, I think? Yes. Yeah. I
4: know, um, I
3: uh, him in The Bucket List. Um, no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But this performance where he's able to like not understand what's going on. Like he's the one that's not that's medicated, not like fully under. Um, it ha- he just still has some, so much heart. He gives so many players so much heart, like so much like more to live for than they're what they're currently living for. So it's a nice performance. Um, I think it's like in my top 10, 15 of my best actor wins. So good choice. Number two, maybe a little high, but Jack. I mean, it's not it's not, you know, Saruman. So I'll give you I'll give you a pass on that. Um well, thank you. Ah. Yeah, ain't seen nothing yet. Um, okay. Number one's. We're here. Oh. Right? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, you didn't uh, have Why right not you put. It. Sorry.
0: I don't I I think Jack Nicholson is good in this. I actually think it's kind of wild that like both times he won best actor, I don't think he necessarily deserved to win in those years. Because I think Pacino's better in Dog Day, and I think Damon's better in Good Will Hunting. Um, in both the years that he actually ended up winning, for as good as it gets in, and, and uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But like, I think he's a great actor. He probably should have won for things that he was nominated for. Lost
3: Damon's a really weird stretch. He's
0: great. And the thing is, Jack Nicholson is just doing Old Man Nicholson, and it might be the first time he's played Old Man Nicholson in a movie, which is why they gave it to him. But it, he does the same thing in like most movies he made after 90. He's
4: not just doing Old Man Nicholson. Yes, he, he is. But you agreed with right me right off now.
0: camera. Stop this shit. You agree with me no, two weeks ago I, I off really camera. You yes, playing. you did. I yes, playing. you did. I no, I, I, we literally did this two weeks ago off camera, and you said, what Yeah, you, you know Machino? what? He does the same thing. What? No, I never said that. What that's do you think, Pacino not... in 92? I think Pacino 92 is the beginning of when he starts kind of playing the same part until he gets to the Irishman, but he's great whenever he does things.
4: I never said that. That's just not true. I think that. That is. We
0: absolutely talked about
4: it. I think that Nicholson is better than Damon. Yes, but you you agreed
0: he's playing old man Nicholson. I can show you. No, I did wrong. it on. We did it on Cole because we did. I did my as good as it gets, Dave conversation with you and Scully and everyone. Well, you and you
4: Your memory is crap. I'm sure someone not.
0: said that, but it
4: wasn't me. I guarantee it was, you,
2: it was you. You thought that I. Right I, on the I
4: for can we talk best. about I, this movie? Uh, for me, Louise Rayner overshadows Nicholson so much that honestly, that's probably the reason why he didn't make it on the list. I or not, Louise. Excuse me, Louise Fletcher. Um Louise Rayner is the what the fuck? Louise Rainer is the actress from the Great Ziegfeld. Anyway, oh my
2: god,
4: that's worse. Yeah. A- that a- a- I was literally just looking. So I was typing hey, something. Just talk. Anyway, now that, well, that's all I need to say. Cool.
3: And Bo and Coho doesn't
0: remember things. We learned that today. Okay. Um, I remember that. I remember that clearest day. Number one, Coho. Uh, if you've been paying attention, I've been yikesing it a lot. This is it. my number one is James Stewart and Mister Smith goes to Washington. Um, Jimmy Stewart's best performance, uh, and I think it's my I think it's my favorite performance of all time. Um, I think the way that he comes to this movie, I think I know. Leave me alone. It, it's three hours. Uh, I think I think that Jimmy Stewart's most impressive trait in this movie is, is being so idealistic and optimistic. Without it coming across as insincere or cheesy, which could very easily have happened, I think that he is the most genuine human. And the way that he like starts to understand what's going on and like starts to figure things out until everything starts like crumbling down on him. And like, the scene is him in front of Congress filibustering when he's when they're just like, "Will he yield? Will, will the will the senator yield? I will not yield." I think he's just incredible. Throughout that entire thing, where he stands there and he's hoarse, and they bring letters on letters of letters of people who are writing to him, and he stands there and he holds the papers, and he just collapses. After, after, uh, after, Claude Rains sees that and just breaks down. I think that Jimmy Stewart in this movie is brilliant. Uh, one of the absolute all-timers.
5: So I had this at thirteen,
2: and I had, I, had, at I had seven.
4: So I think that Jimmy Stewart uh, is, like, the filibuster is what everyone talks about. He's so phenomenal in the filibuster. But, like, the way he plays the the naivety, I love the scene where he's dropping the hat. Like, it's it's just a phenomenal performance. I I love the heck out of this performance. But the way he just shows his brokenness, I love the scene when he looks at all the letters. And he's just so defeated and so hurt by
5: it. Brilliant. Um, Yeah, no, it's the filibuster scene. Like, you can't deny how powerful his performance is in that scene. Um, But even the scene where he's on the train and he's talking to Claude Rains' character about his father. um, Like, that's... Just the way that he talks with so much heart and hope. um, Yeah, just utterly charming and heartbreaking at the same time.
1: Yeah, this was on my list as well. Uh, I can't remember where exactly, but uh, yeah, like you said, the filibuster scene, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. That, And while the, there are other scenes where he's great in the film as well, that is is—that is the scene from the film, like Koho said. Uh, at, talk to me again in like two and a half weeks, probably goes up a little bit on my list. I won't lie to you. Um, no, don't
0: get Paul and Lucas shut in here. Stop, Spence. Movies. Cynical bitches, hate them. What? <laughs> they said get Paul and Lucas in here. I said don't bring the cynical bitches in here. I hate them. What would they say about it though? They hate this movie. Like they think this. Movie they don't. Be, like, they don't think
5: that this performance is good.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh wow. I mean, that's the first time Lucas's been wrong in a recent memory. <laughs> um uh mr smith goes to washington um i don't consider this the best performance of all time obviously um but do i consider this could be in the breadth of like top 30 top 40 sure like i think this performance is really good again he's not my second favorite actor of all time so i can't put him like there yet um but um overall definitely a really good performance the filibuster she. He has just a really good range of acting, and I think this performance and how he wasn't nominated how he wasn't... Well, he was nominated, but how he didn't win. Yeah, he didn't win. um, It's kind of just really shocking, to be honest with you. So, um, Yeah, crazy. I'm really surprised that people in this community don't think this is good. Well, Lucas has it at
4: four and a half
0: stars. Like Lucas and Paul have like been on chats and like things where they just
2: like on chat the
4: on uh, best classic actors. They were both, but it was
0: more Paul.
1: That was more Zach. Them.
0: Paul
2: and oh, it Zach. Oh, okay. yeah, was Zach and not Lucas.
0: Okay, maybe it wasn't Lucas. Lucas and Zach. Yeah, are the same it's actors. more Zach. good.
4: You remember who said what? Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I definitely said that about. We're that the same. Shit. We're the same person. So I remember what I say and you say, dumb shit,
3: dude. Billy Bean and uh, fuck, I can't think. The fat, Peter Brand. Uh, Peter Brand. Peter Brand are fighting right now. This is fucking weird. Um, number one. Oh, number one. Yeah, well, number one bar.
5: Uh, well, obviously it's Francis McDormand and Fargo. Oh, um. For sure. Oh, for sure you bitch, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, it, my God, she's not even the same person. Um, I, I can't even see Frances McDormand in this role. Um, she, she just embodies this character so brilliantly. She is so incredibly charming and warm when she needs to be. But like when she's doing her detective work, she's taking it very seriously. Um, and like the scene at the uh with the guy that she went to high school with is just you can feel her uncomfortableness in that moment but whenever she's with norm it's just like the most heartwarming scenes ever especially the ending where she's just like where where she's just happy with where with what they have um and when she's giving that one speech about an offer a of little money just like That scene in the cop car is just an uh, absolute blast of a performance and how good she is in that moment because you can feel like her voice just like tensing because like the emotions are just so high in that moment. How she just like, she can't take the fact that this kind of thing happens, but it does. And to play that all off while acting like seven months pregnant is just an absolute feat um the scene where she's with jerry the second time and she's just like sir you've got no reason to be snippy with me it's just she she there's so many things going on in that character but the, the warmth and the and 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 just like her dedication it's so beautiful and fantastic to watch. I think
0: Boatman had her higher than I did. I had her at two.
3: Let's yeah. just all stare at him until he fucking knows he's on a show that he needs to talk about things.
5: Boatman's checking out the naked girls that just popped up, so... Shut up. Goddamn it. <laughs> so you anyway. don't deny it!
4: I do deny it. <laughs>
0: That was a half-hearted denial.
4: Anyway, Frances McDormand is fantastic here. Barr kind of talked forever and took everything I was going to say. But anyway, um, I think that Frances
2: McDormand...
4: I think... I wrote, but okay. I think that Frances McDormand... It's like, this is a performance that could be a little bit too goofy, but at the same time, it's not, because she nails the emotional core of it. So much,
0: yeah, she gets the accent perfect, um, like just absolutely on point. Uh, I have met so many Mars Gundersons, um, and I think that she captures that so well. Um, I think she also just kind of captures the spirit of Minnesota Nice, like, kind of perfectly. Um, I think that, like, that's a very real thing, she embodies it. Um, I, I think that she's super super funny without like trying to be like it's like she's not like trying to do a funny porn. she just is effortlessly or it's just I think I'm gonna barf <laughs> nope we're good uh, I, think I, think I, think, dealer so, I think that she's just like perfect across the board um yeah her dramatic moments and her comedic moments together it's the she's the best best actress winner
2: of all time
3: Jack did you have it no Okay. Um I think this is movie works just it feels like like real people just hanging around. It's like it's out there it's like it's over the over the top like with the premise and everything but how they able to do it. And it starts with her Basically, her in the home life, living with her husband, like I'll make you breakfast. Oh no, gotta go to work. There's parts that could have just been cut out of the movie, but they make those like wholesome moments matter, and just how real she feels as a person. like when she's sitting there, she's trying to do her job, and like he knows she's she's basically in the room with the guy that set this whole thing up, and it's like. Just a question, sir. What's the last time we did a count? Uh, like, like, just these little moments that she just has. Like when she's at the restaurant with the old, like her old, like crush or whatever, like the guy that had a crush on her. No, family. just just like an old high
5: school. High Japan. school, yeah. Somebody
3: that, yeah. Like he's like, oh no, we're not doing that. Like, and, like, just puts him in his place. She has just like the simple, like delivery of how she does it. Um, I don't know if she's number one for me in Best Actress wins, but she's definitely up in the conversation top three for sure. Like, she's really good. Doesn't have a ton of screen time either, which is kind of crazy. But but that movie's not very long, so it's in and out. So great choice overall, one I can't really argue with. So, Jack, have you not seen it?
1: I have seen it. Shame. Once, like (laughs) two and a half years ago easy <laughs> uh, I do like this performance uh, though I I don't know if I can call her my favorite performance in the film I don't know who I'd take it's there's like three that are circling that but she's fantastic and I do not fault you for having her as your one
4: okay now I uh, my number one is Lee J. Cobb in 12 and Shock! This was my 11. Yeah.
5: This, was- I have uh,
4: there
2: somewhere.
4: this is my favorite movie of all time. And this is my favorite performance from that movie. I think that while the ensemble is fantastic, Cobb is the standout to the utmost degree. I think that the way I love his introduction, right? Because he doesn't come off as like angry. He's friendly. He's, you know, assertive, but he's friendly. He's like talking. He's chatting up, you know, the other jurors, right? But he's still like, yep, he's he's being assertive. And then juror eight votes not guilty. And that's when juror three starts to get a little ticked off. Starts so to get a little mad. And he doesn't because he he doesn't like that Fonda is this, in his opinion, this bleeding heart. And then the case goes on and you'll learn more about Juror 3 and you'll learn about his relationship with his son. And you realize what's really going on here. And the case gets more and more intense and Juror 3 gets more and more intense. He threatens to kill Juror 8. And then one by one, all the other jurors are voting not guilty, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. And finally, he's the only one left.
2: Thank
4: you. And he breaks down. He has one of the greatest scenes of any actor ever. Arguably the greatest scene of any actor ever. When he just goes into every element of the case, but it's not about the case. It's about his son. It is about his son and how he loved his relationship with his son. Um, me. Lee J. Cobb, my favorite performance of all time.
5: Yeah, this is my number 11. Um, this is a movie where I probably could have picked like four people, uh, from this movie to be on the list. So I, decided to stick with just one and it's Lee Jacob. Um, the the moment where juror number eight, where, where he basically is threatening to kill juror number eight and juror number eight says, you don't actually mean you're going to kill me. And the immediate reaction on Lee Jacob's face is incredible. Um, like the realization in that moment hits him super hard. And uh, and the breakdown is absolutely fantastic. Um, it's a desperation of him uh, just trying to win everyone back. And in some cases, even including his son, who's not there. Uh, yeah, he, he's just absolutely performing. It, it is a masterclass performance of growing tension.
0: Yeah, um I think Lee J Cobb just plays a great antagonist. I think his rage is very felt and his passion is really felt. I think he adds a lot to that room. I think he's the most uh the most present juror to me in terms of his performance at all times. Even when the focus is, isn't on him, I feel him. Uh so I think that he's he's fantastic, he's the best one.
1: Yeah, uh he's incredible. This was my forty. Uh oh uh, really really covered everything and Bar as well, but like, uh, man, he could he could honestly be higher. I, I think he's absolutely incredible. I think I said that when you brought it up. Basically, <laughs> rotten kids. You work your
3: life. Um, I just uh, this performance is something that just this courtroom drama movie like just how his performance is is so incredible of what he's able to do with such such simple dialogue basically he's able to you know but like everything is like well how does she know where how could she tell like just going through like everything like she saw it but why can't we believe you know how do you know what he meant yeah, he just rips up that picture at the end and just is so pissed off because he basically worked his entire life out and this kid despises and hates him, basically. Like, it's just so... Like, and basically, he's going to send another kid to Fry because for his son's actions. Which are crazy. I don't think Lee Cobb gets enough uh, mentions um, of how great of an actor he truly was. Um,
5: completely underutilized in his career.
3: Yeah, and then I think, like, overall, this movie was just under shit. Like, yeah. We attempted that. If we should bring it back, we should just do it one night. Anyone anyway, could show up and do it. Um, but uh, it's, a great, it's, uh, it's a great performance. Um, no, fuck you, Adelaide. Wow, uh, a little shot. Uh, okay. Take us home, Country Road.
1: Yeah. My number one. Favorite performance of all time.
3: Hold on, just real quick. bus Jimmy Stewart. Mr. Smith Goes to Don't watch. do that. Francis <laughs> McDormand. Fargo.
2: Oh, God.
3: Lee J. Cobb. 12 Angry Men. Jack Punchuk has...
1: You Jackman and Prisoners.
0: <laughs>
1: well, there it is.
0: Never do that again, please.
1: Okay. This is, without question, Jackman's best performance. There's doing? a fly. I killed it. You're good. Yeah, okay. Oh, it got over here, too. This is, without question, Jackman's best performance. Uh, as much as I love him and Logan, are you watching this for... Uh, yeah, for debate, uh, we don't talk about that. Uh, rewatching this really s- solidified the fact that this is his best performance. The scene uh, with him, Terrence Howard, and Paul Dano in the bathroom, uh, and he is just beating uh, the sink with a hammer. Uh, that scene is so powerful to watch, but it's... Every scene he shares with Paul Dano is just absolutely captivating. You... Uh, and, and, but without question, without question, the best moment of the film by far is when him and Hall are in the car together and he, and he gives the six days um, monologue where he just breaks. He is barely hanging on by a, by a thread and he breaks in that moment and he, It's a beautiful, tortured performance, and I—it's—it's the reason. uh, It's one of the main reasons why this is my number eleven of all time, or ten. I don't know what it is now, but Jackman absolutely was robbed of an Oscar nomination for this. Uh, He honestly should have won. Uh, Stand by it.
3: I've always said that I'm kind of a fucked up individual for, like, enjoying this movie as much as I do, um, uh, because it's fucking dark and scary, <laughs> twisted, awful, um, especially when Paul Dano like, walks by Jackman and goes, she, she doesn't cry or whatever, she doesn't scream or something. So, uh... And, uh, this is the part where I say he gets a lot Logan ish in this, but like when he rages, because that's not saying that he's not good and he can't do multiple range. It's just really hard because that's when I think of that the entire time was like him screaming and getting angry. Is that's Logan, like to me? So that's what's hard. I think he's really heartbroken in this performance. I think you can tell him in his face of how, how like wide he. The lengths that he goes. I think all the parents are really good in this movie, but I just don't think it's like overall a great, like top one overall performance of all time. I don't think it's probably top 100, to be honest with you. I love the movie. I am a big fan of the movie. So my top 100. And I can't say that he doesn't add to it. It just doesn't. Honestly, like, I've said this, I think I said this before about Jake Gyllenhaal when you had Jake Gyllenhaal on your list the mom of Paul Dano is probably the best performance in the film because it's the so like out of left field turn kind of thing that happens. That's my take. But I wouldn't put her on this list. But that's probably like the performance I'm like, holy shit. Um, And quick, everybody's really tired. Hey, at least it wasn't Kirk. We're not five hours. Just about that. How does sure. everybody feel about this performance? You can do it quick. I'll
0: go Is so it fast.
4: Best performance? Yes. Does it deserve to be on the top 100? Probably
0: not. I'll go so fast. I like prisoners a lot. I like Hugh Jackman's prisoners performance a lot. I would not put it on this list, let alone number one. You're a crazy man, Jack Finchuk, and, and I pity you.
5: Uh, this might be Jackman's best performance. I was honestly expecting so much worse from you, Jack. Okay, I am okay. actually kind of disappointed.
0: God. I really wanted it to be fucking Elijah Wood. Anyway. Me too. Anything. anything, Or both? Christopher Lee. No, he already said something.
3: All right. First place tonight goes to Andrew James Barr. Okay. There's no bit. There's this no bit? Is, is that actually? actual? Okay. That's no, okay. actual. This man acted attentive, paid attention, was there to answer questions? The other person was staring at the <laughs> the, all the time. I, I, I'm being a precedent and I'm being a little bitch about it. I don't. I don't care. Um, does he's going I'm
0: he's sorry. Gonna win. I
2: had to
4: wait for Bar to drone on and on and on. I'm,
3: I'm sorry. not going to lie. I
0: I really I really thought that was a bit because he was the
3: only. I did too. We had to sit here and hear you drawn and drawn about Lee J.
4: Cobb. Shut the
3: fuck up and give up. us the plot of Twelve Angry Men
4: again. In- I went a little long, and everything else I went quicker than everyone else. Second place,
3: you want to keep talking? Keep talking about second place, Boatman. Fuck, by oh, a yeah, very small hair, he would have won this week. Disrespectful. Um, uh, Brando, Godfather, crucial, crucial part there. Um... Yeah, that's a great top ten. How does it not win? Who knows? Um, next place, Coho. Thank you. I mean, yeah, everybody had a really strong lists. I disagree strongly about your Al Pacino. I actually agree with Johnny Depp more than that. Um, Steve Jobs, of course. But overall, last place. I think this is the first time ever. But first, last place ever week.
1: Uh, so, I got
3: third one week.
0: Oh, you get third last- one week.
3: Who lost that week?
0: Cahoot uh, Bar- did. No, oh, Bowman did. I never got last. Oh, Bowman <laughs> did. You're right. Yeah,
3: Bowman <laughs> got last. Was that me? Being got
0: last week. week. A
1: Boatman little bit. A I think
0: it was a little bit of a petty bitch, and also because Bowman had like three or four things that you were like, "Fuck you."
1: That was the week that Bar wasn't here. That
0: whatever
3: too. that week was. Gotcha. Okay, maybe I like Kirk more. Um, next week recap special. Um, Kirk will be here. Talking about egregious, we'll go through the top 100, we'll talk, we'll have fun, we'll reminisce, we'll live in our moments. Uh Then we got topside side sports moments. I think I have the panel picked. I haven't – I will go through my list. I'll create the green room tonight or tomorrow, but I think I have that bracket. If you need, have a character – I don't want it to be like Vader, Thanos, Iron Man, all these fandom and all these same characters. Interesting list. We'll create a bracket. We'll seed it out. We'll – have a panel on it's gonna be 64 maybe a little bit of a long episode but i'm gonna have a lot of fun with it um this is not happening next oh yes it is yeah it is yeah 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 best director so based on how that's working we'll have classic 70s 80s 90s 2000s 2010s i think i think that'll have a place uh, you take a you take an actor from that and you get their catalog for that month uh, that year and you'll pin them up against each other. I think that's
0: going to be a lot of fun. We I think should, we should call our shots now and do the 2020s also and just pick random people and see if it sticks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> be interesting, probably not. We might do a, like honorable yeah. mention at the end, but that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm interested, I want a unique panel for that. I don't want like the same people. So, yeah. if you're interested, please message me. How drafts basically work is p- first, people like message me and like show interest, I'll throw you up because it's not, I don't have to prep for those. Um, okay, thank you all. Have a great night. See you next week.
1: Guilt has been determined. This is merely a sentencing hearing. Now what will it be? Death or exile?
0: You better lawyer up, asshole. Because I'm not coming back for 30%. I'm coming back for everything. So
5: normally, I would say Auf Wiedersehen, But since what Auf Wiedersehen actually means is till I see you again. And since I never wish to
2: see you again, to you, sir, I say good.